Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Today's episode I recorded at the Browns table at Brown Cycles in Dallas, Texas. Had the whole crew minus Red Eye. We did a little year in recap. We talked some shit about some things. I told them a little bit more about my South America trip, the Danger Dan American Highway. And, uh, man, we just did some good old-fashioned catching up, dude. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this podcast. I always enjoy sitting down with these folks at the Browns table. So enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by MCShopTees.com, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Brown Cycles was the very first MC Shop Tee that I featured, and uh, man, it's cool to have these guys right in my backyard. The first shirt was, it was killer. We talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. Lee Bullock drew a picture to commemorate uh, a drawing that's on the side of Brown's. Just kind of changed the people around. Super fucking rad. Oliver Peck added the finishing touches. And uh, the first MC shop tee was born. <clears throat> Things have changed a little bit over the years. I don't use anchor screen printing, any printing anymore. I've actually uh, moved to a place called Print This down in Seguin, Texas. and uh, But I still get to be around the rad fucking people uh, you know, it's just a cool fucking thing to to put a spotlight on these shops all over the country, sometimes outside the country, to uh, come up with the art that we use to feature these shops and uh, all the supporters that get a T-shirt every month. It's uh, it's just a rad fucking a rad fucking thing to be a part of, and uh, I want to thank all the subscribers. And next month's featured shop is JR Cycle Products. I recently recorded a podcast with Warren. He is also the founder of Mama Tried. And uh, we're featuring his shop, JR Cycle Products, next month. So get yourself over to mcshoptees.com and sign up because the only way to get one of his shirts is to be signed up before the end of this year. That's right. We are only days away. It's fucking crazy. Fixing to be 2023. Uh, this year has been fucking wild. Uh, I've gotten to do so many amazing things. Uh, it's just been, it's just been a giant blessing. I want to thank Randall motherfucking Wiley so much. Uh, it's you know he's helped make this year, you know, just spectacular. Really, I mean, I fucking have ridden a motorcycle all the way to Santiago and I'll be flying back to Santiago on January 3rd and rounding out this trip down to Ushuaia and then get back up to Buenos Aires where I will then ship the bike to Milwaukee. That's right. This bike's going to be at Mama Tried. I hope that I will get to see you there. It's uh, pretty fucking rad. I'm also going to get to see one of the shops we featured in Buenos Aires, uh, Invader Cycle Supply. And, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, maybe I'll get to do a podcast with that cat while I'm there. I've got some lined up in Santiago. I'm meeting up with some cats in Mendoza, Argentina to go south. It's, uh, 
it's, it's fucking crazy, really. And, uh, man, I got some big things lined up for the future, and I can't wait to share them with you. Uh, after Mama tried, Mama tried. Well, before Mama tried, like directly before we got flat out Friday. And I hope that you're going to be in Milwaukee and you're going to go to all these events because it's going to be so sick. I've been working on the chopper this week. I got my parts in from Low Brow Customs. That's right. They sent me a BDL and some wires to get my bike on the road. I tried to uh, fit a new fender up yesterday, but it's just not going to work. I had a guy in Mexico uh, who me and Mike met on one of our trips through Mexico. He hand-hammered me out a, a fender, but it's just like it literally fits like a glove, like it fits exactly like a glove over my tire. So it's just too, it's just, it fits too good. It's just too snug. I'm not going to be able to make it work. And I don't want to cut it back and have like a, just a super chopped fender. So maybe I'll find another home for that in the future. But uh, Lowbrow's got me hooked up with all the small parts to get my bike on the road. B&B Cycles redid the motor for me. And. I'm excited. I've got the transmission in and the oil bag in, and hopefully I'll spend some more time on it over the next couple days and get it at least started up before I leave for uh, South America. I think the only things I'm waiting on, I need a chain. And uh, Josh Sheehan, the dirty biker on the gram, he has started making these, like, custom oil line fittings that – you know, they've got barbs on the end of the hose so that your your hose hooks up and it doesn't leak. The fittings are like, you know, I don't know if you've ever used those hard lines uh, to go on one of the old stock oil bags, but they just don't fit. Even like the ones I was that I've been running, like they you can tighten that nut down all the way and the line still just doesn't fit tightly. You know, there's always oil leaking out of there. So it'll be rad to get those from him and get the oil line situated where you know, it's got to be kind of, it's got to be really dry, actually. If I'm going to race this bike at Flat Out Friday, they're a stickler, dude. <clears throat> you know, they stick like a piece of white paper under your bike to see if any oil is leaking. I, when I, the first race, I think I was like moving my paper to, you know, like out of the way so that it, when my bike was leaking, it was hitting the ground. And then when somebody would walk by to look at it, I'd slide the paper back underneath it. <laughs> I know I'm an asshole, but I wanted to fucking race. Anyways, the, the chopper is going to be nice and fresh and dry. Uh, the 45 cubic inch flathead, the brakeless bike, I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. I've got to get some new tires on it. My buddy Booger at DFW Parts Prepper is going to put some new tires on it. And the quick change hub in the back, I kind of boogered up at Born Free, so he's going to do some machine work and get that all fixed up for me. That way, when I get back from South America, I am ready to go race. At Mama Tried, I will also be doing some live podcasts. Like, I think we're going to do them up in the balcony above the show. Uh, these will be brought to you by Harley Davidson. That's right. It's a Danger Dan, Mama Tried, Harley Davidson collaboration. And uh, it'll be cool. These things will be videotaped, and uh, you'll be able to share them afterwards. You'll be able to. Watch them from the comfort of your home at some point in the future. But uh, all right, that's Mama Tried. Mama Tried. You're going to see me in Milwaukee. After that, we got Sons of Speed on March 4th. And then I believe 
March 5th, there's going to be a, a Chopper's Magazine show at the Harley-Davidson booth there in Daytona. Uh, should have more details on that soon. I might be breaking the news a little early, but uh, March, April, April, we got the Fandango, and then May's the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Yeah, the spring's coming in hot, dude. I hope to see you at all those events. Now, uh, if you want to support the show but you're over the T-shirt thing, Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up on the Patreon link. I'll give you, you know, each each month you donate five bucks, I put your name in a hat, and I've got some badass shit to give away. Right now we've been giving away a $100 gift card to LowBrowCustoms.com, which is super fucking rad because I know your bike needs some maintenance, and LowBrow has the parts you need. I am working on some other big giveaways for the future. And uh, I, which I have been for a while, stuff is finally starting to come together. So I can't wait to share the news with you. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. I've uh, this is a fucking ten minute intro, and I'm gonna get into this podcast with Jake, David Brown, Corey, and Liz. And you threw it together for the Southern Throwdown number. I don't know when it was at the bomb factory. Exactly. Yeah, but the only thing missing on this... <laughs> it did pick it up. <laughs> Sorry. The only thing missing on this is the... Uh, Pass it around. Drink it or... Plane. The hood ornament. That's all? That's the only thing that was missing from the original. Oh, yeah. That's right. It was on there. He just didn't draw it. Right. Oh, he didn't draw it on there. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll talk to Lee about that. No. Well, no, you put it back on your shirt. You know, we were the first MC Shop T. Yeah. Brown Cycle, Dallas, Texas. And... Uh, Oh wait, where I started? It it's actually on there now. I mean, on the MC Shop T. If you look at that, all no. the people, all the MC Shop wait a second, T wait a second, people. Wait a it's on the sh- the hood ornament is on the shirt. Yeah, it's just not right there. Yeah, go check your shirt out. Check your chili. Damn it! Really? Yeah. So if you got an MC Shop T, check it did out. Did all of you put it on there? Post a picture of this one though. Or did Lee put it on there? Oliver did. Oliver did. Did he? I didn't know that. I mean, how did Oliver do it? I think he's fucking full of shit. He is. He is somebody. He just wants people to go back and dig that shirt up out of yeah. the closet. Hey, but I guarantee you, pull it out of their shop it. rag. Fucking maybe realize you need a new brown shirt. You know, yeah. with a new brown design. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but there is one. Check it out. You got to check it out. I mean, you got me wondering. Like, I do want to look it up. I don't believe that there, oh. that, that happened. Who am I passing it to? Jake. He oh. ain't had a shot yet. Oh, he tried to... Scamp out on it? I think he's full of shit, David. He gonna yeah. kill it. He just killed it. Well, him. I don't know about if he's full of shit about the, uh, the ornament, but it, I, I, Oliver didn't do it. Oliver didn't. Because Oliver had nothing to do with him. Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah, remember, he's put... He put the shop name on there. He wanted. He was like, dude, it's got to say Brown Cycle. And he put your logo behind that drawing. I didn't know that. I apologize, Jake, because I didn't know that. But I don't remember the hood ornament hey, getting added. Hey, don't apologize added. to me. Oliver's going to hear it. He's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't remember getting that shit in my subscription. <laughs> I'll be apologizing to Oh, shit. He might I'm stop looking it by. Up right I wouldn't now. be surprised <laughs> if he doesn't fucking swing by. 
Dude, you know that he has before. I put out my 48th T-shirt this month. Did you really? That's pretty cool. That is. That's exciting. How long ago did you? How long have you been it? doing it? Well, I, well, I mean, been? there's 12 months in a year. There's, it's only oh four, four years. years. So it's been four years since we did did that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it's time to make another what, no uh, repeat. That's what he said. <laughs> wow. I mean, unless I'm doing my math wrong, which is quite possible. But yeah. that looks like a Jake from four years ago right there. Damn, look at that like guy. like rolling through a rainstorm or something. I'm getting back there. Look, here it is. Here it is. Oh, he wants it's to It's on it. there. It's fucking on yeah. there. I, let me just tell you this. I would it's like to take right now. <laughs> I, I, I take a moment right now. I want to thank everybody that made this That's possible. That's so funny. I deal in three things. <laughs> See? Fact, reason, and logic. Oliver put the sign and the input. I, I deal you. in those, those wow. three aspects. And Ain't all I do, something. fact, reason, and logic. That's the this is the three aspects I deal Jake, with. Jake, you're killing it. You're killing it. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> when? Probably nothing you haven't heard him say before. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's it, you know. So that okay. means, how long has Jake been up here? Six, six and a half. Six. Oh, six years, July. Six years, July. Yeah. In July, it'll be six years. Yeah. My what brother, did you? Oh. My brother passed away six years ago, March. You March. come join us July of that year. That's right. That's how I keep up with how long you've been here. That's, That's right. how I keep up with when I first met you. Yeah, because it was you, that March? I, I mean, came in called, days after. Yeah, you were like, I, I don't belong. I've never. I didn't work behind the counter right. until a couple of days ago. I don't know where your parts are at that right. you need, but I'll find them. Right. I mean, I know where some of the stuff was, but you know, he had it down. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to learn it again. Yeah. You got to figure it out now, huh? I ain't going to say that. Well, now Liz is getting Now Liz is getting <laughs> She's got it moved around. Parts you know, to organize. Cleaned up. Sometimes well, how, I got to go, hey, Liz, where's the. And then it's right it's next here. to where he was looking at. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, not always for sure. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> but a year in review, so over the over a year, which would be we're on the year anniversary of these two. That's right. I was gonna so say these two have been here yeah, a year. We started October. In October. A year ago. That's right. That's right. That's pretty cool. It went Couldn't by really be more fast. thrilled. Happy year to There's his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune in. <laughs> yeah, Corey's got some big things for sure this year. It was a productive uh, year for Corey. Wrapping up a couple things this year too. Yeah. Great year, man. Uh Came on board with Browns, you know. David, he took a gamble. He's like, yeah, come on board, you know. It's like, I'm thrilled about that. And then a uh, year in review, so hired on. And I had this old busted iron head. Everybody laughed at and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> Are you going to get it done? That's what no, I want No, no, no. This is a different iron this head. Year? I know. Yeah. But I, I'm already, I'm just like thinking about that gold paint back there. No, no, no. Gold, black blue. powder coat. Blue. <laughs> we haven't unveiled it yet. We don't know what color it is. <laughs> we don't know what color it is. Yeah. Shit. Well, but, nobody uh, can see through my voice. Yeah. Long story short. Jake had that iron head. Uh, y'all listened to the podcast. You've heard us talk about it up here. You've heard us do some great things with it up here. Bust it off for the first time in 40 yeah. years. That was after the forty years. table. Yeah. Yep. Podcast. The podcast. The right. table. Yeah. Uh, That's a breaking off a, a 
a new old stock cherry 82 yeah yeah 82 crate got 150 miles on it now took it to fandango oh no fandango went to born free with it and there of course go. dan everybody else is like hey dude that's cool but where's your paint job <laughs> Yeah, you forgot something. Did I really say yeah. that? You Damn did. It. You did. I'll never I'll never forget. So oh, I came home, tore the bike down, shipped it off to powder coat, got it back from paint and stuff. So now it's just going back together. Yeah. Looking good too. Yeah. It Damn looks sharp. It looks Damn sharp. good. Have to give Steve a little click. Yeah. Steve Slater. Steve Slater. He did a hell of a job painting it. Down there in yes, Purden. Uh he does a lot of the boss's bikes. He's done a lot of them yeah. over the did mine. Course of the Grey Ghost. 40 yeah. years. The Grey Ghost. ghost. Uh, yeah. Quite he a few. Do of who cares? Yeah. 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 He did Who Cares. He does everything for me. That's awesome. Yeah. My Dinah. And where's he at? He's down in Purden. Purden, if you Dawson. want. It's, you know, he's in the middle of Purden and crap. The Blinking Light. What's that in that town? Uh, Dawson. Dawson. Purden and Dawson. He's in between Purden and Dawson. Uh, no clue. But in between okay, Corsicana and Waco. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got those. <laughs> 31. Gotcha. But hell of a painter, man. Shit, it was. He got 30, 40 years experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's painted for a ton of shops just talking to the guy. Mm-hmm. Like he. Has he always do. been located in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. But yeah, 10 yeah. coats of clear, man. That's where he's at, dude. Got to get the 10 coats of clear <laughs> 10 on. 10 coats of clear? 10 yeah. coats of clear. 10 coats. And when he gets done, yeah. 10 he coats feel the stripes. Nothing. nothing. Smooth as a hell of a job. Smooth as a baby's guy. ass. Yeah, hey, 903-654-1268. Steve Slater. Steve <laughs> Slater. No. Yeah. No? 254. Five seven eight one four four six. Damn, there you go. Uh, that's why we have an editing thing. You probably got his cell number. Oh, uh, okay. I got his. Sh- that's his shop number. I cool. Well, God bless Call you. He'll, give, he'll be getting calls. Yeah, there you go. Every one he picks up. <laughs> now, did you pick out the orange or what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to put it out. Yeah, so much for oh, the yeah. color. Yeah, so much for the color. <laughs> I you thought meant, it was you purple. You meant the green. Like, the green, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. Can't tell yeah, that. dude. I, yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> no, they can know. Secrets. They can know. They're going to see it eventually. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, called Orange Glow over Pure Gold. Hell yeah. Nice. With that 10 coats of clear. 10 coats of clear. 10. No, it's just, uh, I've been trying to, like, like write down, you know, I want to, like, write a story about this trip I was just on. And last night I was working on. When I got the bike and had Scott paint it, and, uh, and I was just laughing because when I took it to Scott, I didn't pick the paint color, you know, like I just, you know. Last time I picked the paint color, he did the complete opposite anyway, so it's just like, <laughs> how does this work with everybody? Does everybody else get to pick their paint color, or do they just... Yeah. You get what you get. Yeah. Yep. I get what I get, but... Like the soup Nazi, you know? No soup for you. No? No. Nobody? <laughs> no. Not well, I mean, here. No. The painter, oh, he's shit. an artist, man. You yeah. know, like let them do their thing. You know That's exactly right. That's what I told Slater. I'm like, I want this color and I want this Harley logo on the side of it, and then just do your thing, man. Yeah, perfect. You, you know what I tell my painters? Use the use the paint that you've got left over, and uh, just do a hell of a job. There you go. And let me see it when you're done. And I ain't been the only no. The, who's cares? I did tell him I wanted it white. Okay. That's all I said. 
He did, the, and I told him, I told him I wanted what, and I wanted who cares, on the tank. Where did that come from? Why? why a customer yeah. of mine. Well, I'll make this real quick. No, make it long. No, no. Give us the good quick. version. This Don't leave a, anything out. Yeah, why? this is a storyteller. So I had a customer back in the late seventies, early eighties. Uh, back then, we. You could build a bike out of our shop with used parts. You guys did that. We had it. Oh, yeah. We, but yeah. other guys would come in. And every Saturday, they'd come in and cash their check on Friday. And they'd come in and buy parts. They'd build bikes. So this guy, his name was Jerry Smith. He built uh, a, a bike out of it. So he says, hey, come in and look at my bike. Okay. Man. I go out and look at it. Did a hell of a job. So uh, he asked me for... Uh, a nail. He said, you got a nail? I go, yeah, we got nails in there. So uh, he said, come on, I want to get a nail from you. Okay. So we go in, get a nail, go back. He said, come on, let's go back out here. And he scratched on the top of his tank. Who cares? And I was like, wow. You know, I thought about it. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, who cares? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who so it stuck with me. It stuck with me all these years. Also, uh, Jerry worked as a cromer at an airport. So every so often, they have to clean their bat tanks out. And when they do, there's nickel and, and chromium and stuff on the bottom tank that comes out solid. Well, if you look on my counter, you'll see these blobs of metal. Oh, yeah. That come from Jerry Smith. So uh, anyway... Probably somewhere in the uh, mid-late 90s, uh, Jerry was coming this way on one set, coming, he was heading west on 175, and they got a, where it comes into 45, they call it dead man's curve. He didn't make the curve. Oh, shit. And he splattered it. There's a big wall. What it is, an overpass, and you know, they used to have them big cement walls under an overpass, and that's where he ended up. And so ever since then, when he passed away, you know, I just always think about him because he was a great guy. And then when I went to do this bike, come to me, I got to do it. So that's what I did. <laughs> now, originally when he he got the nail from me, like, what was he trying to prove at that point? Was he just, just randomly just he was wanted to go out guy. there? He didn't care. I mean, you know, it's who cares? I yeah. Mean, the tank was yellow. His frame was purple or something it was all whatever and you know but the bike ran he rode it yeah yeah so i, I guess that we never sat down and talked about it but just knowing him yeah i think that's his way of of uh, living his life who cares yeah he just wanted to and i fail and i oh, like this is a tow so truck there it is that's where it come from yeah <clears throat> yo sorry yeah it's all good Sounds like work's on the oh, way. Yeah. We keep going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can work out there. <laughs> so, you get him one of them uh, cordless mics. No, no, he could do that without it. <laughs> well, I like that. I was wondering why it said who cares. I don't know that I guess. I guess I didn't ever ask you about that. No, that's where it come from. That's a pretty nice paint job for somebody who doesn't care. That's right. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I first come to work here and stuff, man. Uh, 
I helped Jake out at Rat Rod Tober number six. I uh, just like volunteered work and stuff. It was like the weekend before I started and helping David at the end of the day load all this stuff up, bikes, gear, all that stuff, and push, it, push that bike onto that trailer, boy. And I'm like, fuck, that's a beautiful show bike, you know? And he's like, who cares? It's just a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm afraid to drop it, you know? And he's like, who cares? Oh, well, right. you know, but that's really how... Sometimes I think we get a little overboard with our feelings at a pile of steel myself, yeah. you know? Uh, I like these guys that buy these bikes and, you know, ride them. And, you know, these guys that buy these bikes, and I, everybody does their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. But these guys that buy these bikes and stop it somewhere and have to be go wiping on it, that's just not me. I, uh, I don't think it's you either, Dan. No. You know, no, I found, you know, what's funny is this week I've been cleaning my shop out and I found all the pieces, not all, whoa, there you go. You're welcome. Uh, I found all we the pieces that I've, that I've cut off that frame over the years, you know, like the speedo, the speedo mount, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The little, the floorboard tabs on the bottom, part of the motor, like in random spots, you know, now I got them all in one spot, and I was thinking, I was like, who cares about that shit right there? <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, I guess I do. I've kept it all. Like, none of it's been thrown. None of it was, like, in a pile of scrap metal. They were all, like, just in places around my shop. But, yeah, I was thinking that frame was worth a lot of money when I first got it, you know? It's not anymore. Well, you never Straight know. Straight leg pan frame. Yeah. Legendary. Legendary many frame. times. You know? It's been airborne. It's been airborne. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Airborne. I got to ride it next to David Brown this year. Hey, the Fandango. Was, did you see the picture? Oh, shit. You, already, you beat me to My it. My wife did that. No way. I had no idea. Dude. The funny thing is, Natalia posted that same picture on the Browns Instagram the same day that your, your, your wife Dang came in. Brought that to us? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I Ain't that, that something? Well, I got one on the way for you, too. Well, I knew Sweet. that. But I tell you what, I'll hang it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. He'll yeah. hang it right that, there. That, that, boy, talk about, let's talk about it. You want to yeah, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to go above the fireplace at the lodge. Yeah. 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 If only people knew what was going in my head right when I'm riding right there. <laughs> I know. I heard all I, about I, it. I, I heard am, all about I it. I am ashamed of the way I acted. But uh, <laughs> I thought I was done wrong, you know. Oh, my God. But look how it turned out, man. It's a great, it was a great day. Hey, you know, there's two kinds of fun, right? There's a the kind that you have in the moment where you're enjoying it as it's happening. Yeah. And then there's the other type, type of fun that you don't find any enjoyment until later on. Yeah, exactly. Until you get to talk about And it. that's what it is, man, 100%. What did, what did Nick was telling me? He, we were like <laughs> pulled over on the side of the road. I think you guys were... Waiting for me, or looking for me, or just wondering where the fuck we're going, or maybe Lichter pulled everybody over to like stop us. We to stopped do at that deal where the people the come out and talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And right Nick there. was like, "Yeah, David came up and asked me. He goes, hey, Nick, do you know where we're at?'" And he goes, "Texas." Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which is not what well, David wanted well, to hear well, at that well, point in time. Uh, and that ain't the way it went. Oh, uh, it's not. No, that, no. <laughs> How yeah, did it go? It, can we say it? Can I say exactly? You can say whatever okay. you want. I said, where the fuck are we? And he looked at me and he goes, Texas. 
<laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And right then I took, you know, it was like he kicked my legs out from under me. I thought, okay, he's right, okay. And then I kind of calmed down. But uh, when you guys pulled in at Lukenbach, my ass was killing me. Well, let's tell people what you were riding because oh. we were at the Fandango and Lichter yeah. hits me up and he's like, hey, I want to put together a group ride and go out and take some shots. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got, I know the, I know a yeah. great route to take everybody on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I come to Jake, I come to you, let's go for a ride. And your panhead wasn't done. No. So you didn't get to ride that panhead with that big old comfy seat. No. What were you on? I was on a 1200 Sportster engine on a rigid frame with a DNA Springer on the front and of it. And a seat that was about the yeah. size of two fists? Maybe. <laughs> and my ass is about the size of uh, ten fists. Yeah. And uh, the deal was, Jake come up to me and goes, hey, hey, Dan wants us to go, and we're going we're gonna to ride around the park here. We're going to ride around the fairgrounds, and they're going to take a bunch of pictures. Man, you want to go? And I go, oh, no, man, y'all go ahead. You know, No, you got to do it. You got to do it. I said, okay, all right, well, I'll do that. Well, Just around, around the park? Some shit. Yeah, around the park. How far did we go? Well, we went for a couple of hours. Yeah, and, and my <laughs> ass was killing me. <laughs> and I was pissed because oh, I thought man. I got wrangled. But uh, You did. But today... <laughs> I'm glad I did it. I, pre- I appreciate you guys thinking of me and letting me go. Cause it was, I hope that inspired you to get your panhead done for next uh, time. It, it, yeah, it did. But what inspired me to get my panhead done was we finally got caught up, and I needed that was it. I needed something. These guys, we didn't have nothing to do. So I put red eye on it, and, of course, he went back and redid some of the stuff I did, which is fine. <laughs> and uh, he got it going, and. Yeah, and then of course, that thing has got um, too much, humongous amount of compression. Oh yeah, threw you over the handlebars. Yeah, mid air, you were saying, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, man, it cranks up, it runs. I rode it, but then my back was out. You know, just like that time at Southern Throwdown, my back got out. When my back got out, I hadn't been able to ride it since, but. Uh, I'm fired up about it. Cool. It runs good. Yeah, the Fandango was good this year. Yeah. What a party that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. I almost won the The mini bike racing? No, oh, the, the chopper, chopper drags. Oh. Yeah, almost won. I lost my brake, the, or Corey's brake lever on the mini bike races. I forgot about that. I almost you ran myself into up. the wall. I did. Oh, yeah. oh, she, oh dude. She almost guillotined herself. Oh. Well, first off, I went and paid her entry fee. And I, I walk over there. I'm like, hey, Liz, you oh, got about yeah. five minutes to get ready for a mini bike race. And, and she's like, what? Got five minutes of lessons from Jake on doing the mini bikes. And then yeah, I you almost, she almost in the horse track. Yeah. She oh, with that little the, rope, the yeah. top rail fence? The inside yeah. rail on the track, yeah. Yeah, the brake like, lever oh, literally broke when I went me. to go grab it. I was like, what the fuck? Because she dropped the bike like six, <laughs> seven times before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that many, but yeah, I did drop it. <laughs> That's right. But it was that fun. Was it was bike. super fun. No, that was, no, that was your mind. Yeah. It was Corey's, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah we, but it was super fun. Like, we got to show Liz some support, you know. Brown cycles representing in the mini. Oh my gosh, she's in the 
terrible. Yeah, yeah, I saw her headed straight for the pipe, and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> running over there. And luckily, she's like, doop, de- uh, de- you know, jumped off of it, bailed yeah. or whatever. Skateboard. Yeah, Skateboard. I was going to yeah. say, one. that's one pro about skateboarding is my reflex is a lot faster, and I'm a w- more aware and like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, the air fall. time, you know, and all that. Yeah, learning how to fall. That's definitely a huge part about skateboarding. It saved me from a lot of injuries. That's right. So, yeah. Speaking of injuries... Your I just you. you've had a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Skateboarding dude. will do that. I think I've sprained this ankle like twice, and then the right one like three times. She's so, coming at off least a, crud, I, uh, a, a boot. cane, a boot, a everything. Cane, just, the cane has been returned. I didn't take the tag off the cane when I went to go buy it, just oh so I could God. return it, and I did get my money back because I only use it for a couple of days. So I was like, rental. <laughs> huh? Oh, that's a rental. Yes, technically, technically. So speak, I was, you guys were talking about getting guillotined in the top rail fence. What about that girl that just like dropped out the fucking, you know, the, her her titties right there the on the track? Time. Oh yeah, the yeah. Finally got ran off at some point. What? Yeah, so I remember. I, I, I came over to the side and she's just sunburnt titties out, drunk yeah. as hell. You know, I there give her a big old hug, pairs out. and I walk over to somebody, and somebody comes up and asks me to. Have her put his shirt on, and I'm like, "You have found the wrong guy for that job." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it is hilarious that you think that I am going to go over there and ask her to cover those things up right now. Um, uh, uh, titty police? Is that yeah, what you thought happened? Yeah. Huh. We do not. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was. Uh, I, there was a couple out. A couple people dumped him out. Did we? Do, <clears throat> we did a. Uh, did we do a Kickstarter competition at the yeah. Fandango? Yeah. 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 Who won that? Uh, I don't even recall. I mean, it all starts to Jeff won it, together. right? Maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. Jeff won it. Yeah. From Maybe. Iowa yeah. with his flathead. Yeah, he Grabo. won What's it, how do you say it? Oh, I don't know. Grabo? Grabu? Grabu. Grabo? I don't know. Where, I'm butchering that. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I am fucking that. Yeah, up. I think he won the Kickstarter competition. Yeah. And I got to race my flathead it's on cool the flat bike. track. On the dirt track, that was the first. How'd that do? Epic pictures coming. Oh out of my that. gosh, it was awesome. Was it? It was. Lichter shot some of those too. Yeah, the you know I, before that I got to ride it in Daytona and that was on the like a NASCAR track. You know, it was just all dirt and it was banked. And then yeah, the flat track, dude. That's a great track at Fandango. Is I hope there's going to be a lot more flatheads out there next year. You know, remember we did a. Leading up to that, we did the uh, AMCA. Yeah, we did the uh, trivia, trivia game. game. Yeah, I, I had, came in I had second. A, by the way, I had high ins- like aspirations of doing multiple trivia games. Yeah. this year. Yeah, so and then I just like went someplace else. Yeah, South America. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's this side. No, the southern side. This, you yeah, I guess yeah, it is the one. southern side. Yeah. But that was fun. I would like to. Yeah, I, I think Mike's already got a bunch of questions ready for the next game. Good deal. I had deal. I was gonna do one at uh in Tennessee at Loretta Lynn's. Yeah, rest like, in peace, Loretta. You know, this Lynn. is a great uh you know, it's a great, you know, thing to take advantage of. You yeah. know, or or you know, inspiration to draw from for questions, whether it's the motocross, the country music. And he got the questions ready. And then when I decided to do the podcast, he left town. He just rode oh, home. He just rode really? home. But I didn't warn him either. Huh. 
Well, we should do another one of those. Yeah, that was a absolutely. Lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it proves that even though you may not be the most knowledgeable in the group, you can still do well in the competition. McFarland, probably. I think Greg won. Greg yeah. won. Yeah, because remember, like, Greg? Mike went in deep on the AMCA yes. history. Like, oh, yeah. What yeah, year? Yeah, what's yeah. classified as a bit? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I mean, I didn't know half of them, I don't think. It was like, who, which chapter has the most members? Or, you know, it was. Yeah, how many chapters are there? Oh, was that one of them? That was one. And you, you figure one for each state, maybe two. Oh, that was you one of the remember? questions. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And so they were, they, Mike did a good job of writing that out to give a guy, like, I thought I was going to get annihilated. I, I told you, I said, well, cool. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be in there. I, mean, I don't think I'm going to do this, comp, you know, this game, the trivia game. I mean, I thought, you know, Panhead Steve was here. You were here. Steve and Red uh, Eye. Red Eye and uh, McFarland. Yeah, I've been back working on that chassis for that iron head. That's right. Um, I mean, the idea was I wanted to learn something, and I definitely learned some things. Hell yeah. Nothing I that, I, some nothing that I cared to remember. That's, yeah, that's what I said. I forgot some <laughs> of the shit. I definitely learned some shit that night. <laughs> I mean, he did exactly what I asked him to do. Uh, I just didn't realize that's what I asked him to do. Yeah. I think. How about uh, what else happened? You know, Born Free mm -hmm. happened. Uh, your South America trip happened. Let me ask you yes, this. So how many things that, that you expected on your trip? Just your, you know, we could break down the whole year for different sections. Just on your South American trip, uh, you know, what were your goals? Did, did you meet some of them, not meet some of them? I didn't plan enough to have goals. Well, I guess I did. I, I mean, I picked out the most dangerous roads. And I think when I left off with you guys, I had hit... Uh, the Devil's Trampoline in Colombia, where I like. They blocked off. Roads. Yeah, got in a race with all the bikers, yeah. waiting on them to pull people out of the the valley, oh, yeah. and it was raining. And then my bike locked up on the cliff. Right. It seemed. I mean, it was one of the most sketchiest things I've done, until I went back, and I started to hit the other dangerous roads on my list. Now, whoever. You know, I guess the articles that I read looking for the dangerous roads, looking back, none of those motherfuckers had ridden these roads. You know, like, I don't know where they got their information, but right. it was very limited as to what <clears throat> I actually experienced. And the, the gnarliest road ended up being 8, 8B in Peru. And on the list, it was like 4 or 5. Like, there wasn't much information on it. Like, it didn't, it didn't even stick out as a road. And, you know, maybe it was because it was 8B and it wasn't the Devil's Trampoline or, you know, Canyon of, or, yeah, Canyon of, you know, whatever. There was, a, there was other ones that, like, had names. Yeah. But 8B, you know, does that get you excited? Not as much as, like, the Devil's or all Yeah, the Devil's Backbone, the Devil's Trampoline. But 8B was by far Satan's Grundle. Tell, tell us what was so gnarly about it. Give us an idea. Okay, of what so was it's description it's, and comparison. Uh, it's just south of Ecuador, and it's like follows the ridge of the Andes. And you're like, I think you get up to 13,000 foot, and you stay up there. And now most of the other dangerous roads are like, they're fucked up, you know, like they're. They were paved at one time. Now it's just gravel and small patches of pavement. Yeah. And 
you know, there's waterfalls on them. This it looked one, hellacious, dude. This one was like perfect blacktop. Okay? But it would go from being like a cart path wide to two lanes wide, and it was two ways, and there was blind turns and cliffs everywhere, and all the traffic is running like they're the only motherfuckers on the road. Yikes. Oh, man, yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, Yikes. So I come around one turn, blind turn, like at the top, like we're, and I, you know, I got to the, the road, and once again, I wasn't thinking much of this road, right? This was a road that was, you know, it just wasn't, it was on my radar. I went this way, and I get there, and it's late in the day, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'll find a spot. Well, dude, once you get up there, there's fucking nothing up there. Climb to the top of the mountains, and the clouds come in. I can't see anything. It starts fucking raining. It's cold. I, the, the tur- like, you can't <clears throat> see around the turns. And I come around one, and there's a truck. Luckily, it was stopped. The guy was in front of his truck kicking rocks out of the way. And there was no room for me to go around the truck, and it wasn't even moving. And hmm. I'm like, you know, what? if this truck would have been moving, what, you know, what... We just both lock it up, yeah. you know? <clears throat> so at that point, I'm like, fuck it. I got to, like, find a place to just stop for the night. And I, I found, like, a little restaurant. And I think I had something to eat and got some water and started looking for a place to camp. And I went, like, two miles, and there was absolutely no room on either side of the road. It was just cliff or, like... A wall. A wall. Or it was a cliff on both sides. Ooh. And the clouds, like, you couldn't see anything. So I went back to the restaurant, and I asked him if I could camp next to the restaurant. And he was like, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. He goes and, like, goes back in the restroom, comes out with a key, and opens up this, like, <clears throat> wood shed right on the side of the road with a dirt floor. And it was like, here, you can stay right here. I'm like, fucking this heaven. Is, this is awesome. Did you have a tent? Nice. Yeah, I did. Did you throw it up? No, I just okay, laid on the ground. Oh, okay. Woodshed. I think I put my tarp over me because it was <clears throat> it wasn't waterproof or anything. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> woke up the next morning. Clouds are gone. You could now you could see how fucking gnarly the cliff was because <laughs> before yeah. it was just like you couldn't really see how vast it was. And I take off, and once again that road is just like it's it's nice except for it's not wide and there's just traffic coming both ways. I like at one point I tried to pass the truck. As the road just just got tight, I come to a fucking sliding stop. I'm like touching the truck, and there's just a wow. cliff right there. And I'm just like, okay, calm down. Like, there's no need to pass anybody. It was cool that most of the vehicles that I would come up to from behind would, like, if, if there was a spot to slow down and let me pass, they would let me do it. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't, you know, they didn't make me overtake them every time. Yeah. And then I got to one part where, I guess I went for a while without seeing anything or anybody, and I got I was getting comfortable, you know, fucking going a little bit faster than I should have been. And I come around a turn, and there's a car coming right at me, and I'm on the the cliff sides where I'm supposed to move over to, and there's like a a ditch in the fucking the wall on the left, and that car just runs right into the ditch to not push me off the cliff. Wow. And I was just Aww. like. Oh, my word. And I think at this point, I'd, like, gone through some mud. So the bike was getting hot. 
and I pulled over on the left side of the road, and there was barely enough room for a car to go by, and I'm like getting water out of the dish and cleaning the mud off my radiator, and a car comes down, and he just starts yelling at me because I'm I'm like, dude, I'm not even yeah. moving, and I'm as far over as I can get. Like, how can you be so upset at this point? You was impeding his, his. Well, he that means he had to go out to the cliffside to oh, like okay. go around me because I was on the left side of the road. But that road was so gnarly, like, and it went from like being on the cliffs to like doing switchbacks down to the bottom, and then at one point it was, it was like down in a river basin, and it was really fast and flowy. But once again, there was blind turns and there was only enough room for one fucking vehicle. Mm. And you just honking before you go around the turns. Just Here like, I come. <laughs> and you know, you go through 20 or 30 of those blind turns and there's nothing there. And you start getting comfortable. Yep. You know, you just start going a little faster. That's nuts. And then bam, there's a fucking car there. And it was crazy. Like, so, so let's say you hadn't stopped and slept. If you had started from point A and going on the whole bad road, was it a day's ride to yeah. do this gnarly road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a okay. full day. Full day. Because okay. I was on it. I mean, I got on it at, like, lunchtime. Okay. Like, I didn't realize it until, like, I looked back and, you know, I remember going down that river section thinking, this is fucking, I can't believe that this road's not on, you know, like, this is, it's dangerous for so many other reasons. It's like. Most of the dangerous roads are that because they're like steep and they're not paved or right. you know, there's gnarly traffic on it. But this one just seems so much more dangerous because there was traffic on it. Yeah. But not very much. And the road was paved, so everybody was hauling ass thinking that there's not much traffic on this road. <laughs> you know, and it's like that creates such a more gnarly situation, you know, like Oh, I can yeah. take a gnarly dirt road with lots of traffic. That's that seems because you know there's lots of traffic, and it's not paved, so nobody's going that fast. But this was the complete opposite, and yeah, that ended up being the gnarliest road. Period. So, what's the speed that you're saying is fast for this condition? I mean, 40, 50 okay. miles an hour in some places. So, or like, you know, when the like at the top of the mountains where it's a real, I mean, they're going 25, 30 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, okay. Like, Switchbacks. Yeah, like it's. What was the longest section that was straight? Like how fast did they On that road? Upon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if there was anything straight. Oh, okay. No, there okay. wasn't straight, nothing. Like even cool. the straight, it was crazy. It Like the road, you, you know how they lay pavement, right? Like they have a truck that goes eight foot sections. Or whatever it is, like they lay a strip that's eight foot. The and road like, would be like I don't know how they were able to do pavement that was like like this is <laughs> like it was not right. there was nothing I don't like, I don't even know how you Way would do it. Line. Like you could have done like an eight foot strip and then they just came in and like I don't by know hand by hand they, I, they maybe hand it was all done that. by hand I don't know they hand molded that sucker out there. It was, with a dump it was truck. crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Wait, so how long ago did they pave that? that oh, road? I have no clue. Oh. I have no clue. But it was all like, it wasn't fresh, but it didn't have that much traffic on it. So it wasn't like, it was old, but it wasn't tore up. Right. 8B and Prue. I would never do it again. Unless David Brown was like, hey, Dan, 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, Dan, I got Who my cares? Pan, yeah. I got my panhead running. I was thinking, you know, I think I'd take it down to Peru and ride 8B. You know, you got me so excited, you know, telling me that story. But I'd like for you to go with me. I would I, I would do it again. You'd go again? I would go again. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. But I, it's one of those roads where, like, we would have to take turns being up front. Yeah. Because the guy up front, you know... There's a sitting duck. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many. You, know, like, oh, I don't, you can't go down that road very many times and make it. Well, and come to find out, the day I was going, in the direction I was going, was that like it was leading into the weekend and there was a big festival in town. And there was people coming the opposite direction. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, that's the day. So I guess there was even less traffic normally. but So was you going south or north? Was going south. Okay. Yeah. And uh, have you already brought your bike back past that? Or are you going to go down that road again? Oh fuck no. Okay. No 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 no. So right now I made it oh, through Peru. Oh no, he said yeah, never no. again. <laughs> uh, I made it through Peru. Made it into Bolivia. That's where I lost my my other black hat. And uh, I did Death Road in Bolivia, which is like a fucking amusement park now. I mean, it really is. Like, they yeah. don't, they built another road, so it's like, oh, it's for oh, bicycles and motorcycles now. Yeah. Wow. And now it's beautiful. It's like, it is a fucking cool road, but if anybody dies out there, they deserve to die. Right. Like, there's nothing to. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they don't deserve to Damn, die. Damn, that's but, hard. You know, if you, can, if you can ride your bike all the way down there and then you fall off that cliff, you probably wanted to. You know, like, <laughs> uh, but it's a beautiful road, and there's waterfall. I mean, it's cool, like, riding through a road that has waterfalls on it. And that road I've been, like, seeing for years and years and years. On Instagram and No, Facebook way before Instagram. Just, like, you know, the 10 deadliest roads yeah. in the world. You know, Bolivia's death road. Yeah. Uh, Was this Ecuador, you said? That's Bolivia. Bolivia. Yeah, Bolivia. Is Bolivia north of Ecuador? South. <coughs> South. Okay. Yeah, so it goes Colombia, Ecuador. And that's when I talked to you last. Remember I... Hit all the roadblocks in Ecuador. Yes. Left my bike in Quito. Yes. Next to the dealership because the dealership didn't want to have anything to do with me. Uh, so then I went back, rode through Ecuador. Actually, we rode by this volcano, which is now erupting. Really? Yeah. Saw wow, pictures the cool. other day. Did you get to see it? Any part of the eruption? No. no, no you no. wasn't there when no, it was going on. What'd you do? What'd you do? Yeah, no. No, so yeah, I went through Ecuador, then Peru, did 8B. And you know, somebody told me when I was, when I asked a guy who'd ridden in Peru, I'm like, what's, you know, what do I need to do? And he was like, just take any road from the mountains to the beach, and it'll be awesome. And he was fucking right. He was? It was just so awesome. There's so many motorcycles in Peru, like everywhere. It's kind of a bad thing because the cars just don't care about motorcycles whatsoever. Like they will not. Will not give an inch for a motorcycle. Uh, and it, but dude, Peru is trash. It's a, just a shithole. Trash everywhere. Really? Just trash everywhere. And cocaine leaves, coca leaves everywhere. And chewing on them. Yeah, chewed on them. Chewing yeah. on them. I rode above fifteen thousand foot. Fifteen thousand like feet. Three times. Wow. And uh, those are those are That's drastic ascents. Your 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 descent from the mountain is you, once you get to the bottom, you're right at the beach real quick. 
you're not at the beach, but like <clears throat> what's crazy about those mount that mountain range is like on this side of the fifteen thousand foot pass, it's like high desert, cactus, sand, trash, fucking llamas. Then you go up over the pass, and a couple hours later, you're in a fucking rainforest with like the most diverse That's cool. fucking arrangement of plants in the world. Just that's, on the other side of the mountain. That's amazing. It, you know, and I've been told that before by a friend, and I, I don't know. I didn't. So I how I, was the experience? So one thing I always tell people who don't ride motorcycles is one of the good things about riding motorcycles is the smells. Oh yeah. So when you go from the desert to the highland into the forest, you got a little bit of that, didn't you? You know, one thing that stuck out more than the smells was like feeling the density of the air change. Yes, that too. Like going, like descending down from 15,000 foot, it's like the temperature was dropping and the tree canopy was rising. Mm -hmm. Ah. It was getting warm. Like the temperature rose with the tree canopies. It's like the deeper down I got, the warmer it got, the higher the trees got, and the more moisture there was in the air. And you know... Within two hours, you go from 15,000 foot down to like three or four, and you're like in the fucking rainforest. That's wild. crazy. That's wild. It's so crazy. Yeah. And, you know, they were, uh, you know, and there's like coca leaves everywhere, and they chew on them to, you know, battle the just getting queasy and lightheaded and the fatigue that comes with climbing those altitudes and going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it works. Really? Yeah, it worked great. It more or less just like made me forget about it. Like I was experiencing some kind of an anxiety at some of these taller places and wasn't really relating it to anything because they're, you know, traveling solo. There's, you know, there's been a little bit of anxiety in a lot of, a, yeah, a lot yeah. of, a lot of situations, you know. But once sure. I got the coca leaves and, you know, it just kind of alleviated that. Just kind of, you know, it wasn't really... You know, it didn't. It wasn't like a noticeable high where I'm like chewing it and I'm like, oh shit, I'm. That's what I was going to ask. Jacked on you. coca leaves. No, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. No, huh? no, it was. So more you like, didn't want to go to the disco when you was uh, doing the coca leaf. You wasn't wanting to do the John Travolta or nothing. No, no. That Mexican dancing. You know. Yeah, I'm not much of a well, dancer. Well, you know, you know, I well, saw well, a deal. I don't know. We saw on uh, National Geographic about <clears throat> these people that do the coca leaves, or there might be another leaf they chew. Cot. Make cot, and what it is is it it uh, takes the place it takes their hunger away. They can work all day, yeah, and they don't need to eat because of it the was, stimulus. I was definitely doing that. You think? Was you? Yeah, not even intentionally, but I mean, I do that anyways when I'm traveling. Yeah, you know, like I just ride, 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 stop and get gas, and you know, there it was like I would buy like roadside fruit or something, but I wouldn't stop for a meal, especially if I start if I I drank coffee and started chewing coca leaves in the morning, I wasn't eating until that night, you know, and wasn't even thinking about food. I would tie a pineapple on the side of my bike, and I wouldn't even think about eating it until the next morning. Uh, so it definitely does do that. Wow. What country do you think you had some of the best roadside food at? Or at least a very memorable spot? Oh, Argentina. Okay, why is oh, that? Oh, my gosh. Because I love empanadas. Oh, they're good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Gosh, they were so fucking. What is an empanada? I don't know. 
it's like uh, a meat pie. It's yeah. a meat pie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. And in Argentina, they bake them like a like I've made them before, but I like deep fry them, uh-huh. just pan fry them. Really? But in Argentina, oh my gosh, they make the, and they it's like the most <clears throat> thinnest layer of bread or you know dough. It's just just enough to hold the meat together. It's like a potato chip size. Oh God, it was friendliest people. What country? Oh. Friendliest, probably Argentina. Biggest assholes. Mm. Bolivia. Bolivia? At one point in Bolivia, first off, going into Bolivia, I was told that they wouldn't sell me gas. There was a chance that they wouldn't sell me gas. Was there a Or that they would sell it to me at double their price. Because you're a gringo or that's just Just because you're a foreigner. Okay. Like the locals pay a certain price. Foreigners don't. They didn't charge me double. They charged me like triple. Wow. And then one day when I did the death road, so on the map, there's like you do the death road, and if you want to keep going south, you hook back up a little bit, and you get on a main road. I was like, that's retarded. This This road over here continues to go south. I think I rode that day for like 12 or 14 hours on dirt. The death road was like, it was awesome. And then it was like dry gravel and dirt roads with like some of the most beautiful views, but the whole time there's just trucks kicking up dust. Like once I got out of the uh, death road, it was like at a, you know, rain, it was a real tropical spot. And the rest of it was kind of tropical, but it wasn't wet. It was just a lot of farmland, farm roads, dust everywhere. And then I finally made it to a place to get a hotel. And they were like, just wouldn't even talk to me. They give you a room? No. Oh. No, 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 no. There was no room. Oh, and my It was goodness. like a, you know. So what'd is, you do? Which is fine, you know. Like, I got shit to camp. But I just wasn't getting a good vibe from anybody. That, like, there just was not like any... It just I just wasn't getting a good impression from anybody. Good there. welcome. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was strange. So I ended oh. up just like sleeping on the side of the road. And that was, it was actually nice. I was. I've been reading a book, or I've been listening to a book called Blood Meridian. And it's just a, like a book about some savage fucking Indian killers from the 1800s. Based on some true stories, but, you know, essentially it's just a story. And just like hearing these fucking outlaws just camping in West Texas and in Mexico with a bunch of savage Indians trying to kill them. And I was like, dude, you know, I can sleep on the ground here. No fucking problem. You know, (laughs) it ended up being great. Uh, And I just kept thinking about like, uh, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, like on the run in Bolivia. You know, I'm like, I'm not even on the run from anything. Like, I can sleep on the fucking side of the road. And then a pack of dogs showed up. And I was like, okay. A pack of dogs? Yeah, a pack of dogs. Like mean dogs? I mean, I didn't let them get close enough. Oh. How'd you shoo them away? I started barking at them. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. It's like, it's funny. I was actually talking to my friend Greg on the phone. And he heard the dogs, like, 
as soon as I heard them, you know, I mean, there was, it's dead quiet out there. And, and I just immediately just started barking. Those fuckers. I mean, I hear, like, when your your cat does something it's not supposed to do, hiss at it. And it'll, it won't do that it right? again. So maybe that's well, the that's, same I thing I guess with they dogs. understand the language. Huh? Cats, cats <laughs> don't do anything. Don't brick at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, start practicing exactly. <laughs> So I was going to ask you this. Um, do you think you would have been treated better if you'd have been a Spanish-speaking gringo? I, I don't know that they were treating me bad to begin with. I think they're, you know, it's crazy. So every time I would cross a border, it's it's a crazy how different that imaginary line separates cultures. Yeah. Like it's a like each one of them, they're just different, you know. Like, and I immediately kind of take offense or defense, you know, yeah. to the. And then the more you break the ice, it's everything's fine. Like I don't think they were treating me bad. I think it was just like. It's just foreign for both of us. Yeah. And, and I had no way of communicating. So I wasn't able to, like, all I got to smile. And they're like, what the, you know. Yeah. Now, well, you this, now this guy's now. smiling at us, you know. Like, <laughs> That's a scary smile. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, what we yeah. have here is a failure to communicate. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, but Bolivia was, I wouldn't say they were assholes. It was just one of the more difficult, like, cultures to connect with yeah. what about and then the- i got to the salt flats right and ran into like six other people on adventure bikes on the same trip they just the, ran across the salts the episodes that the the people you had in those uh podcasts those no, people no no oh. just dude there's so many people riding motorcycles in south america right now no shit. i'm part of like a group text message now that's like last i checked there was like 90 something people on motorcycles speaking english riding through south america just on that text message group. And did they ride cool. from no, they're, America they're through Mexico? They're currently doing it. Well, all of or did they fly in? All and of then, them have got different stories. I see. Some of them all the way from Alaska. Some of them... Boy, that would be awesome. Columbia. That's some gnarly. of them are just starting in <laughs> Peru, you know? And right now, Peru is going off like Ecuador was. They are, they've just fired their president. Right. Roadblocks everywhere. Yeah. They're pro. T- I mean, the police are killing people right now. One dude fucking sent a video in of him getting just beat up by these protesters, like right on his bike, helmet on and everything, just getting jacked up. So where do you got to go when you go back in January? So when I got to Argentina, I got to tell you about Argentina because it was fucking beautiful. It was the first time I was like, I got to bring my wife back here. Like, this is... This is fucking beautiful. And uh, and it was it's a lot more I don't want to say civilized, but it's a lot more like manicured or they've got more a little bit tighter infrastructure, you know? Westernized, maybe? There you go. Westernized. I wouldn't I don't know this westernized, but it's like, you know. Maybe it's just a little bleed off of how the Nazis went there after World War II World War Two. Is that where they went? What it was? Argentina? And the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. Yeah. It's it definitely... Do you think that... Or is that what you were picking up on? I mean, they definitely are... They have, they're educated down there. Okay. okay. You There's know. not trash just blowing around everywhere. Like they had some of the top scientists of that time infiltrate that area? It doesn't look like that. No, okay. No, it does uh, Natalia's not look like mom's, that Natalia's mom's... Uh, my mother-in-law's ex-wife 
mm -hmm. for the progressive crews out there. Um, she she lived down there, so my mother-in-law used to live down there. Um, it's good. It's like they ran the raved. I wish I would have went down there when she lived down there, so I could have had that experience. I would like to do a couples ride, cool in Patagonia, like ship the bikes to Buenos Aires and do this route that I'm on now. Just <laughs> wine, and I did a so they have like a wine. It's like. Ruta de Vino, and it's just like Ruta de Vino. the wine country of Argentina. Route of the wine? Route of the... Oh, it's fucking amazing. Wine route, yeah. Wine route. There we go. And the roads, like... Good roads? Oh, it's great. I mean... They got even iron the, parts down there? No. Damn. No. <laughs> What'd you ask? They got <laughs> no, iron they do. Parts. They do. So <laughs> they, there is a Harley culture. Like, well, there's one in Peru. I mean, I rode around with a bunch of dudes on Harleys in Peru. Uh... Not much of a vintage culture there. There is more vintage bikes like in Argentina and Chile. They've had dealerships down there longer. And dude, I found a 1919 Harley Davidson in Santiago. Wow. It's not all there, but. 1919, that's what your old man had, right? 24. 24? Oh. I mean, that's an old bike for down there. Yeah. Very old, yeah. But they Argentina, so I, home. I'm in Argentina. And the whole time my throttle was getting, like, not acting great and getting worse. And finally, it just quit working. You have cables or throttle by wire? And it's fly by wire. Okay. It's like a little sensor in there. Yeah. It got to where I could only go like 20 miles an hour. Went, I was, yeah, I remember you uh, saying that. Well, it had never gotten that bad until Argentina. Really? And finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to try and fix it. And I take it apart. Now it doesn't work at all. I'm just like, quit working. <laughs> but a couple days before that, when I got into Argentina, some dude like... I'm I'm going like max 40, 50 miles an hour, like if I'm wind tucked, you know. Uh, people are passing me and waving, and some dude comes by on a KLR and like cuts me off and doesn't wave. And I'm like, that fucking asshole, you know. <laughs> I would I just want to chase him down so bad. But I couldn't. But luckily he pulled over. Like a couple miles later he pulled over because he was getting cold too. And and I pulled up to him, you know, ready to just like you know, tell him how I felt. I wasn't going to, like, fight him or nothing, but I just wanted to be like, hey, motherfucker. But immediately, he just started being so nice to me, just right out of the gate, like, hey, man, what's up, you know? <laughs> how would you? I was like, it was just nice to talk to somebody. So I'm like, yeah, I'll keep yeah. this going. Now, now, what was his size compared to Dan, like, in the middle of the night in Argentina? This... It wasn't in the middle of the night. It was, like, oh. as, at sundown. Okay, yeah, there it is. Sun's he wasn't much smaller than me. All right, well, I'm just saying, I'd be no, super nice too. Dude, Argentina. Big bearded man walks no, up on me. No, Argentina people are, there's some big Argentinans. And, but yeah, he was super nice. And uh, I tell him that, you know, I would have fucking chased him down if my bike was working better. And he was like, okay, you're going to be able to make it? And I'm like, dude, I've made it this far. Yeah, of course I'll be able to make it. And then he was like, all right, well, if you have any trouble, I live down in Mendoza. Give me a call. No kidding. So that sure guy enough, down in Argentina? So I, I, the next day, the bike quits working all together. Maybe a couple of days later, and I call him up. And he's like, well, you're about seven hours from me. And I was like, yeah. I mean, can you help me? He's like, yep, I'll send my brother there tomorrow. His brother drove through the night. And first off, I like, where I broke down was at, it was a hotel on booking.com, but really it was just like, this kid, he's about my age, owns a bar in another town and bought this, like, old house that was kind of like a motel that 
you know, he was going to... Essentially, it was like an Airbnb that this dude just, like, lived at. It was like his vacation home. They had a bunch of rooms that were not really finished out. But anyways, I hang out with him for a couple of nights, him and his buddy. And they, like, you know, we fucking exchange music. We're watching YouTube. We're smoking weed. We eat some mushrooms. We make empanadas. And I just got to, like, hang out with these two guys that were, like... And that kid actually had rode a bike down from, uh, from Mexico all the way down to Argentina a few years before that. Sweet. And uh, so that was cool. Like, get to, you know, I never would have hung out with those dudes and got to listen to, right. their, to their music, eat their food, do their drugs, you know, like, it was cool. So then this guy that I met on the side of the road sends his brother to come get me. He drives through the night. He says, I'll be there at 7 in the morning. And I'm like, this is crazy, but, you know, okay. Seven in the morning, I fucking walk outside in my underwear, and he's he's like trying to get into the house next to us, and I'm like, oh fuck, he's here, you know. <laughs> so I wave him over, I go grab my shit, and I come out, and he's got a Score racing sticker on the back of his truck. Score International is the race series in the Baja. He does oh. the Baja 1000, the San Felipe 250, like it's a bunch of races, and he did the Baja 1000 by himself the last year. Solo, one thousand mile race. So he obviously the knows his way around a toolbox. So, well, then we get to talk, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm training to do the Paris to Dakar by myself." He's wow. like, "I'm look. I look at this as just training. Like, yeah, I drove through the night. I took an hour nap down the street. I finished the drive, and now we're gonna drive all the way back." And we loaded my bike in the back of this Toyota Hilux and talked dirt. That bikes is for so badass. Hours. So he spoke English. <laughs> yeah. Cool, That's awesome. And, and, we, and he took me to his brother's house, and I hung out with his brother. His brother, so the, his brother had this fucking, it was a, it was like a, like you've seen on, like Indiana Jones, where they're like riding a, a, a bucket in a mining tunnel, right? Like a oh, bucket yeah. to carry. He had one of those in his backyard that they drug oh, yeah. out of a mining tunnel with their dirt bikes. And that was his grill. Wow. He just had a grate in there. We built a fire, <laughs> wow. cooked fucking steaks. He had like fresh bread. I mean, they're all about the red meat in Argentina. I mean, it's red yeah, meat, sure. red wine all yeah. the time. So when I got there, you know, the border. So I didn't want to get to Santiago. I Mendoza is like the first big city. So the coast is here. Santiago's here. And Mendoza, where they were at, is right here. It's just the border I got to get across. And it's like a border crossing at like, I think it's 11,000 foot. It's like way up in the mountains. But it was shut down because they just got a bunch of snow. Nobody could go through. So I'm just like stuck at his place with a bike that doesn't work. And we just waited for it to clear out. And they took me the rest of the way. And I talked to somebody in Santiago. <clears throat> they met me with a tow truck at the border. And we offloaded the bike, put it on the other truck, and... Drove it to Santiago. Yeah. But the bike breaking down was like, like I didn't know how much I needed that. You know, like I would have just not. You'd have missed it all. Yeah, I wouldn't have got to like hang out with those dudes. Yeah. And so now when I go back, the kid, the guy on the KLR and his little brother, who only rides dirt bikes, is now buying an adventure bike. And when I fly back down there, they're going to ride south with me. Badass. Get to Santiago, go that back over gangster, there and see dude. them. And then they're going to ride, you know, three or four days with me south, which is fucking sweet. That's yeah, awesome. dude. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the bike breaking down was awesome. That's good. 
So good things can always happen. You always meet, and I, it's funny because I like, I know this. Whenever my chopper breaks, I meet somebody cool. Somebody stops and helps out, and same thing with the new bike. I just oh, had yeah. to hit a truck to break it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, how long ago was that? Two years ago? Did you no. hit that fucking truck? No, because I got the, <clears throat> not quite a year and a half. year and a half. Wow. Uh, <coughs> and those um, wild suits you got, those, uh, it looked like, oh, I don't know, cars or, you know? Some fucking 80s pop video or something. Those suits you guys had in the discotheca. Oh, in Nepal. Oh. Yeah. 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 Definitely got some suits. You got that, that you know, like the first time I came back called? from Born Free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had a good time out there. You, you know, you came back from Born Free. Uh Dude, how about Board Free Texas at Yellow Rose Canyon? That was pretty good. That was their best show yet. I can tell you that. That was a good fucking party. Yeah. That was really. I think at one point there was a four hour wait to get in that gate. I'm so glad I I did not experience that. Oh, me too. Matter of fact, if it had been like that with me, I'd have (laughs) turned around. But you know what's crazy is I, I got there that morning and I pulled right in. Yeah. Pulled right in. Hung out all day. Then uh, I had something I had to do, so I left. And when, as I was leaving, it was, what, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock? 4 o'clock. And right. the, the damn line was all the way, I mean, what, a, a four-mile line to come in. They're still coming in, and there's a line. What's crazy is everybody, I didn't, I didn't talk to a lot of people in that line, but I talked to a handful of people, and none of them were, like, pissed about it. Oh, really? They were all just like, dude, I had to wait four hours to get in here. They just wanted in. They were just like, I fucked up. I should have came sooner. Like, I had no idea the party was going to be so awesome. Yeah, that is. Nobody was bummed about it that that I talked to. Now, I might have just talked to them later in the evening, you know. Yeah, once they got fucked up. Yeah, once they (laughs) drank away their blues, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I did not experience any of that. I'll tell you what was really badass, though, was that Wall of Death was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Have you seen those guys do that before? Not until that time right there. That was badass. I mean, I had seen it on, on, you know, TV or this or that, you know, or somebody's video, but never you, you can't experience that, man. David, did you get to go see it? I didn't. Oh, shit. They, he the told people me about it, down though. at the bottom, the actual wall of death, the whole crew, the family and everybody, uh, which we had the chance to talk to. Um, so it was Cody and Kyle, their brothers. And, and then, then Corey. Uh, I don't I, I'm sorry. I don't remember. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, Corey, I couldn't differentiate. Corey's the MC guy. <laughs> Kyle and Cody are the two dudes that rise. Kyle and Cody. Fuck, now you got me wondering. See? Corey, Cody. This is Corey. Cody. Okay. Cody. No, no, serious. This you, you is call Kyle. me Cody, too, man. I mean, Corey I, was I, not I, a Corey. Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking badass, so right. Badass. Feeling that wall move is they're fucking just riding around and smiling at you the whole time. Yeah, they were having as much fun as we were. Yeah. It, it, which is in the, the the whole vibe, the music's going, uh, and how fast he can grab it and get the shirt and get it back to you in one rotation. Grab it. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, like accuracy. know that he's grabbing a 20. Yeah. 
know that he's – and I don't know. Maybe he's getting cues. Maybe because he does it in order. Maybe Corey's down there with the shirts, and he sees what he's fixing to grab, and he grabs it, and Corey's already ready to give him the T-shirt. But I don't even think that's what happens. I think I he know, sees dude. it. He's just like this, though. You think he's sideways. He's really just doing this, you know, in that circle. This is the motion. And it's, it's not, not like as... he grabs it and does a couple laps to get ready. No. Grabs a 20, grabs a T-shirt. Next time around, bam, T-shirt right there in, in your face. Hand. Oh, he's taking money to, for a T-shirt. Yeah. He's taking every, so he, everybody at the top. So, like, say this is the wall. You're at the top. Everybody leans in with a dollar, $5, $10, whatever. But if you have a 20, he gives you a T-shirt. So he goes around, he's grabbing all these dollars, right? He, grab, he comes around and grabs mine, 20. He, while he's on the other side, he grabs a T-shirt. And then hit, right as he comes back around, he throws it at your face. And he has to differentiate between one, five, tens, and twenties, all in one rotation. Wow, wow, wow. And it's just like this. He'll hit four in a row. He'll be like, oh, he money, money, money. Whap, whap, whap. T-shirt, T-shirt, T-shirt. Just, or he'll do one, one at a time, then two at a time. It's insane. But the, but the vibe, looking out at everybody, I was there. I was having a good time. I didn't ever want it to leave. I wish I was in the wall of death right now. <laughs> Boss, that's a great way for us to start selling more T-shirts here. I'll build the wall of death. <laughs> Jake will ride it. Yeah. And Liz will hand Jake the shirt. Damn. Oh, hey. Already <laughs> planned it all yeah. out. <laughs> And yeah, as he comes really around, cool. give me the 20. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, the, uh, oh, go ahead. I don't know. What, is it the ball of death? Or like no, it's generally the, the wall. Sa- no, I know, but like there's also the ball of yeah, that's generally the same. That's kind of the same idea. I think that's really cool, too. I don't know where they do that, though. Oh, those um, guys but, have a ball, too. Oh, they do the ball, too? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. No, but the wall, really cool to see. the wall, you're like... I did see the wall. The wall was really cool. You feel the, I mean, you feel it moving, you know? It's down there. I helped him set it up. It's not perfect. That motherfucker's moving, you know? Like, (laughs) the whole thing. Talk about balls. Them motherfuckers got big balls. Dude, you look. (laughs) (laughs) To here right now. (laughs) Riding around on that wall. Uh, You had a kick ass show there. Dude, playing on that fucking stage was so good. And then when that energy all fucking climbing, they squeezed so many people in. Into that fucking wall. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was awesome, dude. It was so awesome. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good part of it. What else happened in that shindig there? Dude, the drag racing. Yeah, that was a, that was fun. The track racing, the track that Sean prepped all week long. That still felt like we were riding on a beach. Yeah. Dude, that that dirt is difficult out there. I still have some of it on my motorcycle right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have dirt. Un- you can't get it off anything. Yeah, I haven't unloaded my trailer. Damn, still he he's just gonna keep it trailered up. Uh, oh, pulling all those shovel heads apart out there on the porch. Oh yeah, that was great. The last day. Oh, you know, speaking of the drags, real quick, we, we got to mention Mike Moore, Mike and his boy yeah. Bailey. I mean, they were fucking killing it out there. Drag Mike racing. won the trophy, didn't That's he? That's right. Yeah, killed it. So they were just giving it, trophies to anybody. Oh <laughs> shit! You hear oh, that, no. Mike? They were killing it. Yeah. I, did they go I, up against each other all again? Because you know how they did. Yeah, they, they killed went it up in, against uh, each other at Fandango. Yeah. Or did they go up against each other at? Uh, yes, I believe they did one time. There Maybe. was. A, there was. There was some. But Mike won though. No, Bailey might have got. He was. No, he went back to the. He went back. Who he, you calling Bailey? He, Michael. Yeah. 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 Michael. Sorry. Bailey. 
Yeah, he did. He went back. He was like, no, he, you know. Well, there were some people like following the rules, and there were some people just lining up and yeah. racing. There was not a lot of structure to that. It was uh, funny. It was freelance. It was like I heard the rules get told to like three people. But there was like 30 people over there. <laughs> so those three people so, lost and, and got out. And then everybody else was just still going. I think what happened was there was a little bit of... Uh, I think everybody wanted to give the, Mike, uh, Grant, I mean, Oliver, plausible deniability. So there was no official race. But there was a race to be oh, had. Oh yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So it's not there, but you know, this is an independent thing that just happened to break out. You know, you don't want to advertise for that. I don't know if I'm spilling out. Nobody said that to me. Nobody said that to me. I have no idea about any of that shit. It definitely didn't come off that way. There's awards and everything. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But but did they say? Did they advertise for it? I, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they said they said that there was going to be ch- uh, I chopper did. drags. Yeah, see what I mean? But you're a hooligan. <laughs> you're an independent We're free gonna man. We're going to ride on that circle. Sean was working on it for weeks leading up to it. Yeah, dude. but he's an independent I called him up when I was in Ecuador. And I'm like, hey, how's that track looking? He's like, dude, I've been dragging it every day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. Well, that was cool. That was cool. I'm glad that it took place. And then what I about the swap meet, dude? Yeah. Swap meet in the grass? Yeah. So I find this bag. Or actually, I'm sitting down there. I'm talking. Oh, yeah. Talking to Jim. And Shane Waters and Dirty Dick and uh, uh, I think Kirk was there and Dirty Dick like fucking comes up with his phone. He's like, dude, check out this bag. I'm going to go buy it. And it was a saddle bag with a, a bunch of, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, you know, the, ha- the circles. Bits, but, uh, you know, snaps. Freaking not, not snap. They look like the uh, studs. Studs. There's a bunch of studs on it. Really cool stud design in this big fucking swastika. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's you know. So he takes off to go to buy these bags from somebody. And we're at the swap meet, but he's got to go someplace else to buy them. And like 30 minutes later, I'm driving around in my Gator, like trying to get the band situated. And I'm behind the main stage, and I see something on the ground. I pull over. Well, by God, it's one of those studded leather bags with a swastika on it. So I send Nick a picture. I'm like, oh, look what I got. And he was like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. You know, Grant thought somebody had stole it, or Mike thought somebody had stole it out of his cart, you know, because he found them, he bought them, was going to sell them to Nick, and then he fucking lost one, just dropped it out of his bike. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I just found it on the ground. Randomly. Did you give it to him? I thought it was a joke. I'm like, these motherfuckers... Do they really? I mean, do they really think that this bag is not that cool? They just like leave it on the fucking ground, you know? Yeah. What are the chances? You I know, mean, they're out there for that weekend. Anything was possible. Yeah, anything anything, was, anything possible. was possible, dude. Yeah, I had a blast. I had a blast, dude. We went on some late night rides on the dirt bikes and the Gator. I fucking flung Meeks off my Gator going 35, 40 miles an hour, and he just like. Oh, God. Popped up on his feet and walked back over. I think he had a beer in his hand. I don't even think he spilt it yet. Like, I don't, it, was, it was just miraculous. Dude. That's awesome. Uh, and there was a party in the woods, like a, like a full-on dance party with yeah. lights and music, a dance floor, disco ball. Cool. 
I didn't never wow. get to to that part yeah. right there. Well, I mean, you had to do some drugs before you went out there to see all of it. <laughs> but it was there. I swear. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was a full on dance party. Was in it the in woods. another realm or was it? It was in this definitely realm? another realm. Yeah. And this. It realm? was good. Two realms. Yeah. Dual realms. They was working together. Yeah. Well, I was stoked at the way that turned out. I mean, yeah. born free Texas. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think, I mean, I think it's going to be bigger than Born Free California. You think? Yeah, in I a heard few you years, say that. it's well, going to be, I yeah, think. because it's got everything that California can't offer at Born Free California. Amen the camping that, on site, Texas. the racetrack on site, a swap meet on site, a fucking bar on site, of you know, the like fucking acreage, room for it to grow. Yeah, you know, like just I the can't location because you're more in the center. It's a lot easier for people from each side. To exactly, come to it's just like Sturgis of all of in the middle of the United States. Like it's this is it's yeah. it's in the middle. No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked to see where the how the event. I mean, goes think about along. next year. They're gonna have the Vans half pipe out there. Hopefully, oh, they get really? the Monster Energy fucking oh, wait, freestyle guys jumping over the kidding. wall of death while the outbound train's playing. That's right. Pyro, boom, boom. Man, boom, I was excited. Gonna have the '82 Ironhead out there. that's gonna have the world's greatest motorcycle. Oh, dude, that's fucking sick. They have the Vans half-pipe in California. Like, why wouldn't they bring that to Texas? That would be a mistake if they didn't. The weather was perfect. I mean, October in Texas. Boom. Doesn't get any better. That's right. And there's already a lot of people in, like, the motorcycle community who are also in the skateboarding community, so it's, like, perfect. They just need to figure out the gate situation of getting in. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Just let it start coming in on Tuesday. Yeah. Boom. Because people will come in as early as they'll let them. Well, no, I mean, it was like, sign this waiver. You need this wristband. You need this. Oh, do you have a cooler? Do you, you know, it's like, well, I think the same people, this this and that, you know, the same people that were implementing those things they needed to do, I think it was like the local TABC or whatever it was, when they got the call from the fire marshal saying, hey, the traffic is fucked up, you know, and they're like, well, we have to do all this shit at the gate. They were like, not anymore, you don't. Send those people oh, in. Like they're gonna, yeah. That's good. you know, it was there was just Fire a lot of things that all word. came together at once, and I don't think any of those problems are. They're nothing that can't be fixed. No, no, not, a, not that it was a problem. It was just like something yeah. to learn from. Absolutely. Yeah, but because I saw I sat out there two hours trying to get in. Like you did. Yeah. Why? Exactly. What were you waiting for? Exactly. The front gate. What was there? It was like a barricade you couldn't ride through? No, they were just having issues with the scanners and, you're and being the, too nice. the internet. And Way too nice. <laughs> you didn't roll up in there like, dude, I, I work I at Brown's. I am representing okay? Brown Cycle when I am there. <laughs> you went on, did you go on Friday? Uh, Saturday morning. Man, I, I went mean, Saturday morning. I went. Well, you I was went on, right in. Yeah, they might have just let bikes oh, go Oh, you went on a motorcycle? I had it on a yeah, trailer. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, you got to oh. wait in line. What? What? Don't say that again. Thought you were representing Brown Cycle. You were supposed to break new, it in. Old stock eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed <laughs> to break <laughs> it in on the ride <laughs> out there. Yeah, that's a that's a baby. Oh, that's a, that's my diamond. It's always gonna be if you treat it like that. Yeah. yeah. Break it in the way you're gonna ride it, or without yeah. oil. <laughs> yeah. Count yeah. Just seal or it all up from the get go. No oil and break it in like you're gonna ride it with no oil. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I've already blown the bank account on it. I can't, <laughs> can't afford to break anything else. Oh man, I am not going to do that this time. Well, not going to do what? That's what they always say. Start up my fresh motor without oil. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think so. 
I've never tried that. Maybe I'll try that someday. You've hey. never done that? No. You never I usually like, put oil in mine. I mean, you never like accidentally Not that cranked I know up of. a bike without oil in it. Not that I know of. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is great. little splash that in that great. tank. Do you, you have know? some information that he doesn't remember? What are you no, laughing at here? No, I love that. I mean, that is perfect. That, I, I, I wish I would have caught that on video right there. That is hilarious. Like, I mean... Caught what on video? Yeah, what's so funny? I missed it. <laughs> like, David Brown's going, never, never, ever. No, I With said that. I don't recall. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I my wouldn't favorite, expect that either. My I'm favorite part at this was, wall here. I'm going, I don't think that's... He it. wasn't even shocked that I did it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And Dan's shocked. You're shocked that... You're just as shocked that he would do that as he's just as shocked that you would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the bikes, yeah. he never just forgot to put oil in it. I, if I did, like, I don't remember. Seems like something so easy to overlook. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, mean, I, I, will, I will tell you what I have done, though. Okay. I have drained, drained one. And then took the pan, go poured the pan out, and then started pouring oil. Oh, without putting the plug in? Without putting the plug in, and I've gotten three quarts. Oh, you put oh, three I had quarts in I there. had a lake. Wow. Now, I have done that. What were you looking at? I was standing there bullshitting with somebody. You know, they're sitting there and talking. And they didn't notice it either? Uh, they're the ones that told me, hey, what's it? <laughs> and I go, oh, hell. And, you know, this was back in the... Back in the seventies, I'm who yeah. say I didn't at lunchtime didn't yeah. burn a little one or something, uh -huh. you know. I mean it could have happened. Possible. But uh I, I can't recall ever cranking a bike with no oil in it. I mean I know I've for sure done it once. Well I believe I've done it twice. I don't think the I did it once before, but it was like I immediately shut it down. This last time, I mean I rode it around. Just sitting there idling, getting my picture taken. That's amazing. No fucking nothing. I mean, it had some break-in oil. It wasn't like completely dry, but yeah, or else it would have locked up like that. I'm not completely dry. I mean, it was it was whatever they broke it in with down there. Yeah, it went on. It was a Billy's. run stand. You know, it had something in there. Yeah, yeah it had a few ounces in the case. And you had the oil tank hooked like, up there. Surely there was some residual in there from something, right? No, I cleaned my... Like oh. a, like a, <laughs> he uh, ran salt it through it. Yeah. 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 yeah, he got salt. Oh, my God, this thing's going to be clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. B12 in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I could see the bottom of my oil tank, and I'm damn. sure it was spitting some back, but <laughs> when I saw the bottom... I think I saw it without shining a light in there. You know, like... The reflection just, of earth... Yeah, because the shiny chrome tank at the bottom was, you know, picking Texas up the light sky, from yeah. my shitty lights in my shop, oh. you know? Like, oh, oh gosh. Yikes. You know, hopefully that'll help me not do that again. Well, let so, me ask. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Now, hold on. I want to clarify something. Yeah. The other time I started a bike without oil in it, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drain the oil from the plug and then, like... I was the bike was you know running and I looked in it and saw that there wasn't any oil like I had right. lost it you know like right. it was leaking. You ran it dry. Yeah, I didn't like. Right. Yeah. You didn't drain it and forget to put it in. Correct. I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. I just well, that's had, okay. Hadn't looked in a while. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. 
All right, what were you going to say, Jake? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know, a year in review. What, I mean, as far as Brown Cycle goes, is there uh Hold on, where's Red Eye at? Exactly. I mean, I know he, he's always got something to say. Well, he just doesn't he want it to, to be do. recorded, huh? Yeah, he couldn't be here. Yeah. It's Christmas. He had some stuff he had to get going yeah. on, you know. Uh, I, I know he's bummed. How many years has Red Eye been here now? I think 136. <laughs> 142. Yeah. yeah. How old is How old is Harley? 120. Yeah. 120. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Eye's been with me twice. Separate times. No, he 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 worked for me a while and then he left. Yeah, separate times. Yeah, and then uh come back. So overall he's probably been with me Five years, maybe. Yeah, could be more. But see, I'm fixing to go into my 47th year of Brown Cycle. Consecutive? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, didn't you take a break in there for a minute? No, no. I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. So, uh, but Red, yeah, he took a break. Uh, and I don't even know the first. I think the first time he come to work for me was. <clears throat> I'm thinking 96. And I think he stayed with me till about 03. Then he left. And then I think he come back around 05. I, somewhere like that. So 96 to 03 is uh, seven years. And then 05 to now is 17. So 24 years. Yeah. If, that's, if, if my math is right. And this was the 50th year in business, right? No. 52. 52. 52. 52. Yeah, 52 years. I thought yeah. you guys just did the 50th anniversary. Has it been two, two years, years ago? Since the, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, dude. two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So, uh, I mean. Have I been saying that for two years? I don't know. I've been in have. business for 50 years. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, I, it. You asked for a year. I mean, it was a great year. I got great customers. Uh, I got a great crew. We get along. We do. We work hard. It was a great year. Now we're hitting some uh, slow time right now, but like I was telling everybody, this is normal. The slowness we are right now, that's normal. The last two or three years where we've been busting butt all through the winter, that ain't normal. This is normal. So, yeah, man, we're doing great, and we're we're expecting big things. For 2023, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Taking care of who we can take care of. And the ones we can't take care of, hope they'll find somebody that can. Did you? Were you guys able to make it a year without anybody running into the shop? Yeah. Yeah. See, what oh. you know, I had these ballards put up, and uh, but Bad. what fixed it was the city retopped that street out there. Oh, that really? was the biggest problem was yep. that road out there. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. People drive too fast. They come down that hill 60 miles. Well, was it just like the pavement buckled or? Oh, no, man, the pavement slick. was slick. Oh. They come, off that, they come off that hill, and then there's a curve. You come down that hill, then there's a curve. And if the conditions were just right or wrong, car, you know, a lot of these cars, they don't have tire, good tires on them. And they just lose control. Here we go. 
And there, the, there was that bump in the middle of the curve on the slope. Yes. So they would be coming downhill in a curve, slick, and then hit that bump that they just now grinded off. Yeah. And they would get sideways. Yeah. Just upset the car and Boom. break it. Right into the yeah. fucking had a front. motorcycle taken out of here. Guy was out there taking putting his air cleaner. He bought an air cleaner from air filter from me. Put an air filter in, put the cover on, stood up, got to the back of his bike in the car, <laughs> took him took the bike out. Oh, and he's standing there. Fuck. You remember that? It's fucking nuts. Yeah. And he it come out pretty good deal for him though. Oh yeah, he made money on oh, the deal. Yeah, yeah oh, he yeah. he. Jake's a out. proponent. Getting in an accident every once I mean, in a while yeah. with insurance. Hey, let me just tell you this: it, you got it. You have to have full coverage because you're gonna get fucking hit sometime. In the, in this city, you know, I had full coverage in on my city. Pan America, uh, but I don't now. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. I don't well, know you what can't to get it I down there. Really? You I, mean, I don't have no any insurance. American insurance won't cover you. No, you oh. fucking leave the country. You're on your own. I didn't know now, that. Now, a lot of the countries oh. have a stipulation that you got to, like, get insurance, but right. it's usually like, give that guy over there $10 and they'll give you a piece of paper. <laughs> like, man, I don't know what good that's going to do me if something happens. I, mean, uh, I guess technically you have to just be able to prove restitution or something, right? No, when in what are you the, talking in, about? The, in Texas, in Texas, now you don't really have to have insurance. We no, see that you, all the time. But you have to prove you, you, you're financially able to, right? Take care of it. Oh yeah, right. That's the only thing. Yeah. But you don't have to have. That's kind of who like decides a what is. What it depends is on what you get hit. Yeah, what you damage. Well, who who decides what is? It's kind of like you really, you know, you're. When you fuck something up, you better be able to cover it. But yeah, but when, really the, when the officer asks you if you have insurance or not, and you say no, what does he say? Pull Depends current, on who you are. Current bill statement? Depends on who you no, are. No, probably, I don't I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying this. <laughs> I would think he'd give you a ticket, you go to court to prove to the judge that you're financially stable to be able to I thought it. that they could impound your vehicle if you do not have insurance. Well, you know. let me tell you something. Boy, you struck a nerve with me there. Every son of a bitch that ever comes and takes out stuff here, yeah, they didn't have insurance. Two or That's three of them didn't about. have insurance. That's what I'm talking about. And they didn't do shit. Yeah, some this of one them cop, I said, hey, the guy ain't got a driver's license or his insurance. Aren't you going to take him to jail? He goes, welcome to Dallas, Texas. No fucking way. That's what he said. They don't do nothing. They're nothing. No, they Nothing. They wrote him a ticket. They wrote him a ticket. And if the car would have been drivable, he'd let him drive off. Drivable. He'd let him drive yeah. off. Hey, we knew what you were saying. But I mean, I the did. thing about it was, they let the guy go. Just let him go. He had no insurance, no proof of insurance. Let him go. Yeah, that's the way it works. I now. thought you had to have insurance. Yeah, well, we did too. Because, your vehicle. because we are tax-paying Working citizens. That's right. You know, if you're a, a, a bum, you don't have to have it. Or it or asylum a seeker. Or asylum a seeker. <laughs> See, asylum, asylum seeker. There we go. Then you can. You, nothing happens to them. They come in. You know. Well, I know a few, few years ago, if you didn't have insurance, you're right. They would impound your car. They don't do that yeah. no more. Because I used to keep my vehicle insured. 
even if it wasn't registered or, you know, like, I would always at least have it insured. Yeah. Everything yeah. else you can skate by. But the ins- if it's not insured, they can fucking take it right there on the spot. Well, in Dallas, Texas, that's changed. Really? Yeah. A lot of laws. Have you seen all these laws that they've done? You know, uh, no. You know, theft underneath, uh, what, a thousand bucks? That's not Texas, is it? Well, in Austin, uh, I think it's been. Austin doesn't count. Austin doesn't count? No. Well, <laughs> what is what is it? theft under a thousand? What do you say? Like they decriminalize it in? Well, maybe not Austin, Texas. No, I don't know. Some they're talking some about places depending have. on what you steal, like yeah. diapers, baby formula, stuff like that. Like it's a case by case basis and stuff. But like I they know don't I'm, want to prosecute somebody that's out there stealing formula for their baby or something like that. Well, that's that I mean, has turned upside down though in many of these. That, that might have been the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, it's turned into a bunch of these people walking in to CVS's and all this other shit, just walking out where they know they're not going to get arrested, prostituted, prostituted, prostituted. You know, they go in there, <laughs> they take a, a handful of stuff. For Dude, you don't want to do that at the they local Dollar up, General by my house. What? Take it? Take anything? Right. Well, that's <laughs> no. good because they're still good people out there in Weatherford. Yeah. There's still good people out there. That's what you hope about Texas, but you know, you see, it, it's slowly uh, being diluted. Dude, I still have a restaurant right by my house. You can smoke at your table. They don't even serve beer or nothing. Really? But you can smoke and eat your chicken fried steak at the same time. <laughs> hey, they just There's closed that last like one in McKinney like potatoes. that. It's called Bill Smith's. Oh yeah. And uh, they closed it because, um, well, that last time we went in there, there was a cat in there. And the and the staff, the wait staff was like, like, oh my gosh, what? How did this cat get in here? And we were all like, oh shit, a cat's here. What? And then the, she's like going on, how would how would a cat get in here? How would a cat get in here? And the other waitress is like, Becky, you know, Snuffles and Whiskers live in the back, and we're like, oh fuck. They got the rat problem in here. We, uh, t- check. We'll go. My nephews were still eating there all the time. You don't want to go to Bill Smith's? You don't. Bill Smith's, you know. It's epic. Oh, it yeah. was good. It was yeah. grandma and grandpa's food. You ever ate there, Dan? No. Oh, it's, it, it was. It was. That's the best out, place. We were talking about that this morning, about the donuts and stuff, man. Like, oh, yeah. They got donuts there, too? No, no. It was no, a different no, no. place. but This place, we got donuts. I got the donuts. The little hole-in-the-wall place. They got the best food. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Vietnamese ladies? No, no, this was... Uh, it's a Chinese guy. A Chinese guy. It and was a well, Mexican girl. A Mexi- well, you know, we don't want to really assume a race or a gender these no, days. No, I do. This is 2022. Hey, it I could have been 150 different things. That's true. <laughs> my, donut, you know, my donut shop down the street is like Chinese food at lunchtime, donuts in the morning. There Every day. They got a little fountain at the front door. Nice. It's a fancy place, dude. Have you ever had the dim sum? Like, that's real Chinese food. I'm not a fan. I think the pinnacle of the Chinese food, or, or the pinnacle of the Asian food is, this is going to piss off a lot of Asians, but for me. There's a Jap- lot of them that listen to this show. A lot of Asians. Yeah. And God bless, I love all the Asians, all Please. the cultures. This is, this is Jake's them. opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> if we're going to Asian uh, cuisine, my favorite would be probably the Japanese. I what like about dim sum? You just got yeah, totally but dim sum. I'm, I was just gonna say that I, I don't typically like Chinese food. What is dim sum? That's the that real soup? deal, Chinese food, and it's fucking Sorry, amazing. Really like that's that not is. a dish. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking oh, kind of out of turn. It's a style. <laughs> Come on. The big rice Dude, buns. So they took me to this place in Nepal. We like, you know, I was with some real foodies when we went to Nepal, and it was fucking great. Everybody appreciated food and like had some knowledge. So we went to this. Fuck, I don't know. It was like a real Chinese food place, you know, and it had duck, had chicken. We had this big round table with this big like lazy Susan in the middle. And Brian Helm just ordered one of everything, and it was fucking amazing. Hell I'd yeah. never been to like, and Netflix. they had like a, a burner in the middle, kind of like a Korean, kind of like a Korean. Yeah, we went to, we also went to one of those places where they like you just have the burner and you cook your. Yeah. It's like crazy that, it's like fajitas too. It's like you pay extra to to assemble the food on your own, right? <laughs> like instead of them doing it back there for you. That you pay a little bit pay extra, little and you cook it. You get to cook it on your own out there. I'm like, this is fucking insane. Uh, I mean, I appreciate like the self checkout at Walmart. I mean, I like, yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Uh, Automated. But the Korean barbecue where you like cook it in the middle. Yeah. But this place didn't have one of those cookers. It had like a. I mean, it was a warm spot. I guess you put like a bowl for soup or something in there. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never been to like a oh a Chinese Nepalese food. like that. Well, no, this is a Chinese food place. It's oh, like, okay. They've been there for they've been making fucking chicken neck soup for 40, 50 years. Right. Chicken something. neck soup in Nepal. In, in Nepal. Nepal is India, right? Nepal is next to India. Yeah, they don't want to. Oh, you Nepal don't want to be like this. Their own country. Yeah, yeah. I thought Nepal it was is in between India and China. <laughs> okay. I had a, uh, uh, I knew a guy, uh, a Nepalese guy that would go to Sri Lanka. And man, he was like, "Man, you you ought to come with me. He, I I'll do. The, can I do it? How he used to sound? Yeah, can you? Yeah, he would say like this. He'd be like, Peyton, you know you should really come with me. Did he do the hunt? Yeah, with his head like this. <laughs> he, said, he said, he said, Peyton, you should really come with me and hunt tigers. And I hunt said, tigers. tigers. I said, well, that's cool because we talked about tigers and shit. I said, well, or hunting or whatever. This was in Iraq. And uh, this and guy I, you're fighting with? Not, well, he he had a a business over there, and um, was it a gas station? And at, uh, 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 <laughs> no, it was a, like it, a, like a bazaar store type yeah, of deal, little, you know, yeah. corner market. Yeah, you, at, you know, he could acquire things. Him. Yeah. And uh, and I said like I needed my dude some some sandals, you know, or whatever and he could get them. And uh, he said, you "Tactical sandals? No, no, like, like, hey man, Crocs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fly to this place. My, well, my dude was gonna fly and meet this girl that he was talking to, and he didn't have any duds, so I got him hooked up with these this guy. I was like, dude, you ought to talk to my dude here. He can get you whatever you need. And uh, anyway." But he was telling me about hunting tigers. Go back tigers. to his, yeah, yeah. Do that. Hunt, hunting tigers. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, really? That, you know, I don't know, man, because I always have these weird dreams that I'm eating. I always have this dream that I'm being uh, stalked and acquired and, uh, or, you know, uh, tacked and mauled by a large predatory cat. You know, this might be my fate. This is a great way to uh, conquer those fears. Right. You know, but I do think they're a majestic beast, and I don't really want to kill one. But maybe I, maybe it's in the cards. Maybe I have to do this or whatever. But I was like, man, so what are you hunting them with? And he was like, tanks. 
I said, a tank? You hunt a fucking tiger with a tank? And he starts showing me these pictures, but they weren't phone. I phone, but they were real pictures. And, uh, and the tigers, I guess, is what they called this militia down there. He was oh. talking about <laughs> fucking, because he was like, People. you're a soldier. You yeah. fucking soldier. Oh. You know, like, you should fucking come with me. I've like, got a more important battle to fight. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, uh, I thought you were getting sandals. You were getting sandals. Now, you got tanks? What? Are, maybe we shouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> who are you? This is exactly who you need yeah. to talk to. Yeah, I'm getting some yeah. intel. Hey, your here. voice is great. But you were talking about meeting a Nepalese guy to go to Sri Lanka. It made me think about I've met, I don't know, half a dozen, a dozen people from Nepal here in America. Yeah. They never go back. Right. They're always just like, why? why are you going there? <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's why? wild. It's a, dude, it, it is a different, I mean, South America, Mexico, yeah, different cultures, different places, you know, it's culture shock. Nepal, it's like another planet. The people are just, they're so different than, than us. Like the, I mean, just the way they every every decision they every move they make is just it's like they don't have the same internal forces we do. You know, like they're just a different being. Yeah, I'm sure. They're uh, maybe they're not. You know, here's the deal. This it's somewhat problematic. Uh, the dialogue, the 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 uh, you know the lexicon. It's that not we problematic use. If, unless you say it is. I mean, it so can't be. On. So here it? it is. Uh, you know, people would use the term primitive, right? It's more primitive than a Western culture. But it's not so primitive as like an aboriginal or something. But there, anybody, anytime... It's not you, even primitive. No, no, it's like less selfish and greedy. Right, that's what I'm there. saying. It <laughs> just is... Less. Yeah, way less. <clears throat> like, like the fact that they don't have traffic lights. There's no stoplights. There's no stop signs. And there's fucking streets going everywhere. And there's cars and taxis and tuk-tuks and motorcycles. And they're all just like working together. That sounds like a fucking nightmare, and I don't like that. <laughs> and Organized there's chaos. No, there's not any wrecks unless there's Americans over there running into them. Okay? <laughs> like, these people, like, they're like, they just work together on a totally different level. And... They're communicating the, with uh, chemicals. No, not like at all. ants. No, they're just like, they're just more respectful. Like, if you leave space in front of you, somebody's going to come fill it. Like, the easiest way to, like, see how different they are is just to see the way they operate in that traffic or, like, the way they use their horn. They don't, like, over here, the person who's honking the horn is honking the horn at somebody who pulls in front of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Over there, the guy who's doing the pulling in front of is Honking the horn to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm pulling in. in front of you." Yeah, and it's not like an aggressive move. It's like, "Hey, I, you know, just to let you know, yeah, I'm taking this space." And you know, like that's how they live their whole life as well. Like it's, <laughs> it translates to the way they act every day in every every situation and every, you know. But are they advanced? In wh what way? Technology, uh, financially, um, you know. Are they Western? Do they have a hierarchy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are people over there very advanced. Oh, really? Are very they wealthy. human? 
just as human as we are. You oh, know? wow. They shit on the floor. <laughs> they, you know, Holy they, shit. Like, the toilet is in the floor. You know, like, like a hole in the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that. Like even... What do they like hover the, shit. Like the, the airport, you know, that can afford a regular toilet, they still just have a hole on the ground there. And, and when they, oh, and when they shit just in to the take a poop. hole in the floor, does it move on and go to a plant? Or is it just they come in someday and suck it out? No, no, it goes on. Okay, they so have it, a, they have a it sewer is a system. sewer system. Yeah. Okay. Now, the sewer oh. system, I think if I, I kind of came up with this later on, like the sewer system probably used to work really good, okay? You know, because they don't use toilet paper. They just, like, have water. They have bidets or they have a bucket. They clean themselves. They don't smear their shit on their ass like we do. They, like, they clean it off. But think about this though, the splash zone. You know, I've been to a okay, lot here's of the hole deal. in the fucking, they fucking have, places. Well, some of them, like the nicer places, you, you the whole bathroom gets wet. I know. The bathroom is designed. It's tight. Everything everywhere. gets sprayed. Yeah. And then but then Americans fucking. start going over there in the '60s to like get enlightened, you know, and start putting toilet paper right. down those sewer drains. Mm. And now the fucking shit just doesn't flow anywhere and the whole place smells like shit. Mm. You know, like it might be our fault. So really, it might now have worked that's great. an interesting you know, like theory right there. They designed this originally. Wait a minute You know, and now. I go over there and just put my wet wipes in any yeah. fucking hole that'll and take And we went it, over you know? there and took I up all I'm the stop not... signs and right, stoplights right. and all that shit too. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I may, I maybe oh. this view is a bit romantic. No, but I mean that's that's what I, when I say that there's like a totally different. This just seem like a different kind of human because they yeah. just don't run on the same basic instincts. Are uh, they friendly? Isn't that great though? So friendly, really? Like that's awesome. Naive, that friendly. Different. They are so friendly that when I first got to Kathmandu and I'm expecting to see like some dude playing a flute and a fucking cobra coming out of a woven basket, uh, my friend Booty comes up and he. He just, you know, puts his arm around me. He's like, all right, man, I just want to tell you something. Now, when you see all these guys just walking around holding hands, maybe <laughs> getting really close to you, <laughs> I already know and, you know, doing. like, buddying up, yeah. it's not because they want to fuck you, okay? <laughs> people are just really friendly here, okay? Oh. And then you see it. Like, people are, like, holding hands. With, you know, just, you know, homeboy and his homeboy are just culture. holding hands, walking down the road. Like, hey, buddy, come here. I want to show you something. Afghans are like that, too. Huh. Iraqis, uh, Kuwaitis. Now, some of them probably want to fuck each other. But, you know. That's crazy. Maybe not. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I still believe the guy, you know? No, I mean, that is part he of culture. They'll do that. They'll do that. We, hey, we held hands. Oh, you did? Before that trip was over, me and Booty were holding hands. You got to <laughs> hey, act like go. the natives. Act yeah. like the natives. Hey, blend I've, in. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I really indulged in the culture this trip. You That's know, great. Really got involved. That's those suits I was talking those about. Those suits. Yeah. What are so, they called? The proper yeah. name for them. So last time we went, me and my friend uh, Gary and Pat were checking out Katmandu. You know, we'd already found the sketchiest club we could find. And, you know, we're walking around the next day and we see a suit place. We're like, oh, fucking. I'm like, dude, let's get some. Sh-. I mean, how much could it possibly be here? It's like $100 to get a three-piece suit made. So we did that. And uh, we get home and like, you know, it wasn't the coolest suit ever. Like it was, it was cool. Like when, it's a suit that when the three of us are together, it works. But you know, I'm like, I can't just like go wear that suit at any other time. So now I'm going back in 2022, and I'm like, dude, I'm getting another suit. 
Casey won the trip on the podcast. I'm telling Casey, like, plan on getting a suit when we get there, right? So we start off in Kathmandu, and I'm like, dude, we got we got to go. Come on, we got to go down to Camille and or Thamil and find a place to get a suit. And now, since I'm, like, planning on this, I know that there's a lot of places. So I'm like, dude, we just start walking blocks and, like, finding the little, you know, certain streets have more seamstress or you know, suit makers and others, and there's, like, mannequins out front. Some of them are dressed up sharp. Some of them are just weird, like, old clothes. And finally, we're like, all right, this is the one. You know, this is the guy. We go in there, and the dude's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You like it? And I'm like, yeah, we want two of them. He's like, we don't have that fabric. And I'm like, God damn it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, let me see what you do, guy. And I was just looking around. And now, the way it's set up is they have, like, uh, they don't have like chairs. They have like this four foot wide bench, and he's just sitting up there, you know, barefoot. It doesn't look like he moves much. He's got people to like, there's people, I don't know if they work there, if they're just hanging out and drinking tea, but like, the guy doesn't leave the corner. He just like stays there and kind of like leans over. Anyways, I'm looking at the fabric, <clears throat> and nothing's catching my eye. I'm like, you know what? There were some other mannequins that had some cool fabric, you know. Oh, no, they're not having that. They're like, no, 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 sit down, sit down. You know, like, now he's like, oh, he's sending guys to, like, go find fabric from other stores and upstairs. And, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, now I'm in. You know, like, and I'm, I can't just, like, say no to this guy. They're really good at, you know, just pressing on something. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, go upstairs and, and look at some other fabrics. So I go upstairs, dude, and I find this fucking black fabric. With these gold butterflies and roses. I mean, it is just gaudy looking. Ornate as a and motherfucker. And I grab it, and I fucking, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And he, the kid looks at me like, you know, he, did, he didn't know what to say. He's like, yeah, okay, we'll go downstairs. And the old man's like, you know, this is, this is for women's robe. And I'm like, yeah, can you make <laughs> me a suit? And he's like, yeah, 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 you know, we'll measure you, you know. So I'm looking at Casey. And Casey's just shaking his head like, I don't know, man. That's, uh, you know, like, that's cool. But that's, maybe that's a bit much. So Casey decides not to get one. I get all measured up. I think it was like 120 bucks. He took like $25 down. It was going to be ready when I got back in a week. And uh, so we're, we're leaving. I'm like, Casey, you didn't want to do it? I mean, I like, we talked about this. You were stoked. I was stoked. He was like, yeah, but... You know, I, I want more of a traditional suit. And I'm like, okay, all right. So he's like, points at one of these mannequins. And I'm like, okay, is this what you want? He's like, yeah. So we go in there. We talk to the guy. It's like a, I don't know even how to describe clean, it. You know what man, I'm talking like about? That. They call it like a, a Darwa. That's the one I got. A Darwa Sombrero. Oh. It's like a traditional dress Suit yeah, over there. I for can them. see how that's a woman's robe. Uh, Dara Sarmanir. So we go to this back room. He takes us to another back room, and they've got like one size fits all suits, and it's like one size fits everybody but Americans. And we, you know, finally it's like, all right, he's gonna have to make some custom ones. So we come back a week later. We go get these two suits, and they got fucking hats. They got slippers. They got pants. Oh they got a jacket. Too? They've got a belt with a big swastika in the middle of it. Whoa. And uh, and we go out on the town, you know, dressed up in these 
this things. Did your pants match the jacket? Oh, not that suit. Okay. okay. No, no. Yeah, he no. had this. Pull up the other yeah, one. Have I you showed have, him the other yeah. one? And that's it's on, on, your, your page, on the gram, right? That's Where's on the it gram. at? Oh, my gosh. Dude, this is. Yeah, I should have borrowed that suit whenever I went to Mexico. You were telling me yeah, about it. Yeah, but... dude. So so we go out. That's sick, boss. Mm-hmm. You'd love it. On In these like <laughs> traditional suits. Every little bar we go to. They just erupt. They're just yelling and screaming. They're so excited. And uh, oh, you know, I saw that. As yeah, the yeah, night yeah. progresses, it gets a little rowdy, you know? Like this huge gnome walking through town. Yeah. Dude, we end up at this, like, what they call, well, I don't know what, the, it's a dance club. It's like a strip club, but none of the girls take their clothes off. And we go in there, and and they're like, the girls are doing this to us. That's when we found out that what we were wearing were like traditional fucking faggot costumes for men. And everybody thought that we were like out (laughs) after our wedding celebrating (laughs) celebrating our new gay marriage. Oh my god. Let's touch tips. (laughs) Yeah. It's called Doc. So we went and celebrated. That's that's amazing. So we just ran with it at the strip club. Oh, we're like, yeah, just high fiving, you know? I love it. <laughs> that is hilarious. They pouring your Lady boys. Oh, my gosh. No, that's, dude. So the so the strip clubs, essentially, it's like nobody's getting naked. They have a stage. The girls will dance. They even have guys that come out and dance. Like, there was this one act where, like, these guys were just acting drunk, and then they, like, hit on a girl. I, it was, it's, it's strange. Like, it's very strange, and the lights are weird. The, it's kind of set up like a strip club. And then the girls will come over and, like, sit down with you. And then they, they order drinks for you on your tab. Like, they order the special house drink, you know? like That's, They do that here, too. Who knows what it is, you know? <laughs> I think at one point, uh, there was 17, what was it, se- I don't, dude, they order lots of drinks. And that's it, you know? There's no, I mean, maybe that's not it. We, I guess you could probably press and. Go to the champagne room if they have it. Uh, but even we know from Chris Rock, there's no sex in the champagne room. Chris Rock is not talking about Nepal. Oh, well, that's true. We did find lady boys. They like, he's like, you know, fucking chicks with dicks on scooters. They'll like give you a ride around town. I mean, what's better than chicks with dicks on scooters? I mean, God bless America. Yeah, riding, on riding God bless the right Paul, yeah. you know? Riding on, on one of those scooters, that's what's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you're getting into like the, the haven of where that's concentrated, right? Lady, he, lady boys kind of originated in that, in that part of the remember world. Remember because they're think. real good friends? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did. Is that really where? It, I mean, not originated, but I'm saying, uh, I think there in Thailand and stuff, you know, that just is that just because, you know, they learned from experience that guys pay money to be with women that have, and they that look can like easily boys. dress themselves up as women over there, like. They have yeah, features it's weird. It's that, wild. you know, can. Yeah, it's it's a wild thing, you know. Here's what's also, I mean. Because yeah, I don't think it's be? like, they're not confused. No. You I know, don't. like they know exactly what they're doing over there. Right. From the people that I know that uh, have been over in that part of the world other than you, 
communicate also about that. Like, you got to, hey, watch out. You might be duped into it, you know? Like, I've heard of some people. I, mean, I don't do want to mention make any you names give, to they, put them on the spot. Do they make you give them a reach around? I mean. No, 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 no. But, like, to hide it. And they get They hide it up stuff. until, the, like. No, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, eventually you're going to find out. But they, they're like, dude, no. I've woke up. What do you mean, up. no? I, like, they've been. Like, I, how? Okay, like no. they've said. Are hey, you believing this, David? I don't even know uh, where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you lost me. Where they're like, hey, I, I woke up and then realized that it had a dick. No, 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 no. Somebody's told that you this story. Did not you woke up but, with a sore. But they ass. said if it did, if the person I woke up next to was a lady boy, I wouldn't have remembered. Is what they were saying. They woke up. They didn't actually get with the lady boy. That's what they're telling you. Well, that's what they told me. Yeah. This guy. This guy. <laughs> uh, I call bullshit on that. Oh, oh you know him, though. I do? Yeah. Yeah, he works for you. I mean. Uh, <laughs> 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 or used to. Uh, now. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Nepal's cool. It's, it's great. <coughs> it's a... It's a and it's really dirty. You know, like it's, once again, they don't have like a, so they have a sewer system. Americans right? clogged that up. Americans okay. clogged that up. So they had a trash system before <clears throat> where it just was based on things not being plastic, where everything that came in was burnable or compostable. Mm-hmm. They're, they're way more densely populated than we are over here. By the time plastic was invented, there was no, there was no infrastructure designed to like haul that trash out. You know, hey, like, it didn't burn and it, it wasn't compostable. But plastic bottles and packaging was still coming in. You know, and that, you know now they're like that's how you know when you're getting close to a town is you can smell plastic burning. It probably really? smells they like burning. Huh? Well, they yeah. burn, dude. I mean, you like. Oh yeah, it's probably like I'm like looking for a trash on the street, and somebody will come up and be like, "Oh, I got that for you." You just throw it on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, "Okay, you know, like I was." <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's wild. How to get that? You know, you're saying they didn't they didn't have an infrastructure set up to uh, to handle to haul uh, the trash plastics. Out. Plastics is what you said specifically. And here's the deal. Nobody does. Nobody does. Yeah, Nobody it's just does. out of sight, out of mind here. Like and we here, still use it, and it just goes someplace else. That's right. It goes We're into the there. Ocean. They're like reminded daily, like, like you know, we don't need to take this into our household because it's got a bunch of fucking plastic on it. Well, then we have we have no way of getting rid of it except for burning it or setting it out on the front porch or putting plants in it or. Here's the deal. It might be the best fucking thing to just it, leave it sitting up on top of the fucking ground. It's just an eyesore. Because the, the, the recycling, that's really not doing shit. We're, our recycling ain't doing shit. Oh, and dude. now they got the fucking, you know, waves God. are blowing up microplastics. Like I'm talking to my mist. wife now. You know? <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I'm just saying. My wife decides what groceries to buy based on how they're packaged. You she know? will not buy stuff if it has a bunch of trash on it. You That's know? why I love that woman. She's she's oh rubbing off on. Uh, I mean, oh, you know how expensive it is to buy shit that doesn't have packaging, dude. Uh, and you got to make this shit to buy too. A bunch of trash. It is. It is. It's it insane. is insane. With it's with sad. it's like this. It costs more. You guys already said it. It costs more 
to go get the fucking food and cook it yourself. Okay? It it costs less to buy an object with a bunch of fucking packaging that you don't need. Yeah. It's this inversion. It's an inversion, and it is deliberate. Okay, I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but don't. it is a motherfucking that's a, inversion. That's another round. Yeah. Thing. That is. Yeah. You that done, is. You, you done st- struck a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> struck a nerve. Yeah. Insurance with David and trash with Jake. Yeah. Insurance with David and trash with me. Yeah, God bless America. Hey, David, you think no. you'd ever do a trip like that? Go to Nepal and ride around? I've thought about it. Really it's, uh, yeah. it's, you know, that trip, when I did it the first time in 19, it completely changed my perspective on traveling and just, like, you know, efficiently using my time away from home. Mm-hmm. You know, like, before I went on that trip, I never would have dreamed of, like, hiring a tour company to, to help me ride a motorcycle around. Like, it just didn't, right. it just seemed so abstract and against the whole you know the whole purpose or enjoyment of going on an adventure and then i did it and i'm like oh dude pretty just being able well if you're gonna travel that far away from home and get to you know experience that culture it's so much more enjoyable and like uh fulfilling to not spend it on the side of the road trying to figure out how to fix your shifter yeah you know you're like getting to like and not worrying about where you're going to stay. You're like literally just taking it all in. Yeah. You're the you're, Hey, where we're staying, where we're eating, it's all fucking taken care of. Like literally soak it up, soak up everything. And even like the first time I didn't take complete advantage of that. You know, the second time I'm like, fuck, if there's anything that I see that I want to, I'm just stopping, you know, like and really took advantage of the situation just because I was familiar with it at this point. How many times a year do they do that? Once a month or? No, they do it. So there's like spring trips and fall trips. I see. And they do, I think, four in the spring, four in the fall, I believe. Something along those lines. And hopefully next year I will be guiding one of them. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I got to take my wife somewhere first. Yeah. And then... It's possible. So I told my wife, or I told Bear, I'm like, hey, dude, if, if we're really serious about me, you know, helping you along with this, I got to bring my wife over here. Like, I can't keep coming and telling her about the fucking Buddha statues and the trash and the shitters on the street. You know, like, I got to gotta show her why I leave her for a couple weeks out of the year to go experience this place uh, for all the good things and the bad things. Uh, so, yeah, no, I get that. You got to make the ladies happy. Is it... Uh a one week or a two week program. It's two week, two week program. Yeah, two week. It uh, you know, and I talked to him about that as well, cause you know, taking t- there's a lot of people that can come up with the loot to go, mm-hmm. but coming up with the loot to go and two weeks off, you know, it kind of narrows mm-hmm. that field down. You bet. And I was like, dude, if we could <clears throat> figure out a trip where, you know, it's just people could take off two weekends in a week, you know, like yeah. Uh, and it it would be possible, but it would it would not be as enjoyable. Just because, like, first off, you're going to the other side of the planet. Everybody's, everybody's waking up right now. How many days of travel? Twenty four hours of travel. Okay, so and then a day, a three quarters of a day. Twenty four hours there. Yeah, and then and then just getting on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, giving yourself time to do that, and then like getting going into traffic, you know, like instead of having like a couple of easy days to really get you, like, okay, one thing that became very apparent this this trip, uh, riding on the left side of the road. Okay. No, it's really, you know, you just ride on the left side of the road. No, not that big of a deal. But, you know, you get comfortable over there after a couple of days. And, you know, like when you're riding over here and you're going around the turn, you kind of duck into the other lane a little bit. If there's a car coming, you, you get over. No big deal. That doesn't work over there because you duck into the you get You get comfortable a couple of days and then you duck into the other lane and then a the car is coming. And your first reaction isn't to go back to the left side of the road. Right. You just yeah. dig in, you just go to the right, yeah. and they do the same thing, except yeah. for they're going to the left, and yeah. now you're both just chasing each other into the ditch. And, you know, a majority of the time, you won't have that experience. Like you, you, you'll be able to manipulate to where you just don't have that situation and your re- reflexes don't come out, but when they do... So, like, there's little things like that, that where if you rush that trip, you're just... You know, you're creating situations that don't necessarily need to happen. Right. Or just making them more likely to happen. You know, like, all that shit's possible at any point. But trying to squeeze the trip. And you would have to, like, get on a... To even really do it, you'd have to fly to Kathmandu, then get on another flight, fly to someplace else. You know, like, to a smaller... You know, take a smaller plane to another, just to go experience the high roads. And Yeah, we talked through it. It's just too... It just wouldn't work. You know, wow, that sounds... Sounds pretty interesting. It really does. It's uh yeah, it's you'd a want to wild place. Especially the part that you've got somebody guiding you. You don't have to figure out where to go, yeah, where to stop. It's all laid out. I like that. Well, see, and I didn't realize. I, I mean, I like traveling the other way, but that just just makes it a more efficient use of your time. Absolutely. You know, like after doing that, or before doing that. I wanted to ride a bike to the bottom of South America. Like, wanted to do that. And then I went over there <clears throat> and did two weeks in Nepal and then came home. And I was like, fuck, that's, that's the way to go experience these places. Why don't I go do two weeks in Colombia, two weeks in Peru, oh. and, and then come home and spend that time like, immer- like no, finding somebody that knows the roads, knows the food, knows the places to stay. Right. And then, uh, well, then this trip this year kind of escalated into me riding to the, which has been amazing. But it, once I went to Nepal that first time, I was like, I don't need to, you know, that's the way to travel. You know, and it, fuck, I, I do the same thing with fishing, you know? Like, if I'm going to go some new place fishing, I used to be like, now nah, we'll figure out where the fish are at or no. Now I'm like, I know. The, you just, if you pay the guy down there at the boat dock some extra coin, not only are you going to go fishing, you're going to go catching most of the time. Yeah. You know? So it's the same thing with motorcycles, you know? Yeah. Like, Sounds cool. I'm just, yeah, beating a dead horse. That trip is good. Yeah, that means we got to step it up yeah. so this guy can yeah. fucking. You hear that, guys? Two weeks out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, David, I would love to see you in some of those places. That's fucking... That'd be great. That's another <laughs> world. It really is. You know, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Or you we know? could just ride to Mexico next year. 
Do you speak Spanish? No. I mean, wait a second. Poquito. I speak enough. You know, I've made it to Santiago with speaking very little. You know, uno más cerveza. You didn't practice for you left. Well, I didn't plan on leaving like this, really, you know? <laughs> and then even once I, once I got into it, I'm like, oh, I should learn some more. But really only to, like, learn more about the people. But when you roll into pretty much any town south of the border after 6 o'clock in the evening... They know that you want something to eat, and you probably want something to stay, a place to stay. Like it's, you know. And then when you meet people that are really fascinated or stoked with the Harley Davidson, they also have gone out of their way to figure out some English, you know, because they've needed to know some English to learn more about Harley Davidson. So it's kind of connected me, like in Peru, when I rode around with all the dudes on Harleys, almost all of them spoke English, you know. And then the ones that didn't speak English, like, spent more time apologizing to me for not knowing English. Oh, really? In their country. And I'm like, why are you sorry? Like, I... I know why they're I sorry. Am, I apologize for not knowing how to speak to you in your, your own country, you know? Well, one word. What? Harley fucking Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> one word. Got a real bad like three friends. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How well, many syllables well, was that? <laughs> my old man used to go to ride to Alvapuco every Christmas. And he thought, oh, you don't need to learn how to do Spanish. They, a lot of them speak English. He'd do it every year. He did it for nine years in a row. So he would go for Christmas. Yeah, he'd leave the day after Christmas, ride oh, down to Alvapuco. That's awesome. So that's what I'm doing in April. Yeah. Right down to Zia Watanejo, which is like just, it's either just north of Acapulco or south of Acapulco, right mm. there on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, he did it for nine years in a row. Loved it. Yeah, he, he said Mexico is a great place. Said, Boy, so you need to good. go down there sometime. You do. And then, well, you know, then they started talking about the cartels. You don't want to go down to Mexico, blah, 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 blah. And everybody I talked to said, oh. It ain't that. Man, the Just, people yeah. are so friendly, especially the people in the smaller towns. Like, Once you get past friendly. the border. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I mean. Like. Yeah. 90% of the time, you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's just that 10% yeah, just that, that 10%. you don't want to no, be fucking around If you go out looking for trouble, you're going to find it. Yeah. You know? Well, They're the thing about what my old man and them did, they was, by, before dusk, they were settled in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they wasn't out after dark. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, when I took those guys last year, you know, we'd stop riding at two or three. Oh, really? And at first it was like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, well, let's find a place to stay. You know, that might take us a minute to find, you know, three rooms or four rooms and, you know, and, and enjoy the place. Let's look around, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want to, even and when I rode through uh, with Kickstart and a bunch of guys from Chihuahua, we crossed over. That was, I kind of picked that up from them. They stopped riding every, they knew where they were staying, but we'd get there and they would say, hey, just, you know, Stay in, the, stay at the hotel. Don't fucking go out to the bars. You know, like not in this small area. Uh, and we, but we were on one of those main veins that goes from Sinaloa over, you know, you know, the gateway to America, or one of the routes to America. Yeah, you know, that a thing's guy gotten named, a lot uh, of traffic lately. You know, a wow. guy named uh, Oh fuck, I just thought I forgot his name. Uh, Ch- Chilano Sanchez, 
Chilino Sanchez. Oh, Chilino. Yeah, classic. What? Yeah. I've just been learning a lot about him. Oh, I think okay. Do you a, hear him a lot out there? No. I mean, maybe. I don't know that I would know his music specifically. Chilino's the type of music that you play at like three or four in the morning at the after-after party when everyone's super, well, duper ch- fucked so, up. So the way I understand it, Chilino <laughs> Sanchez, <laughs> he like came up with this uh, uh, Narcos Corridos. Well, he was writing songs about drug dealers. He got thrown in, you know, jail when he was like seventeen. Wrote a couple songs for these drug dealers in jails. So much so, like, and they were so good that like they were paying him in soups or whatever. He was able to like write a song that somebody would think was valuable, and you know, he'd get something out of it. So then he gets out of prison, uh, supposedly shoots somebody, runs to L.A., and gets commissioned to write. Ten narco corridos about ten different drug lords. Like, gets just, you know, these guys are like, you know, we love hearing you write us. We love hearing people sing about us. You know, like a song that glorifies these, you know, you could call them bad guys. You can call them whatever you want, but like these influential people with money are like, Robin Hood. write a song talking about how awesome I am, you know? And then he goes to like, have the songs recorded. Anyways, he ended up being a fucking a great musician that like people revered. He got in fucking shootouts on stage. You know, like well, if you're glorifying what? one drug dealer, you know, there's oh, another guy who's yeah. not that happy about it. I mean, he ended up getting shot at in like 1994, but it's a pretty good story about you know just learning about him in the whole like drug culture in Mexico. Like it just. You know, there's just a lot more to it that I had never thought about. You Is know? he dead? Oh, yeah, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. And like one part when they were trying oh, to explain how gnarly it is, is like he did. <laughs> some of the gravestones no. or grave sites in Sinaloa were, they're like, you know, like when you're driving down some of the roads and you see someplace where somebody died, they build like a, a little cross or a like cross. a house. Yeah, or they build a fucking thing. house with seats in it, you know? Well, then for like these. Dudes that might have helped a bunch of people come up from a struggling area by doing drug deals, they build these motherfuckers a house with a parking lot where you can show up and party for the weekend at this guy's grave. Wow. Like, full on... Now, that's an idea. I was at the graveyards, man. You can tell what people had a lot of power and money because, yeah, the whole building for them. Yeah. Gnarly. Not even for them, but for everybody else to, like, come (laughs) together and celebrate... What that dead person did for them, you know, it's pretty wild. I mean, that's a deal there, yeah. you know. Hey, look, a tombstone. Yeah, earn, you know. Get to, how about a building? Yeah, I want you guys to fucking party so hard that you have to build a place to sleep afterwards. Yeah, yeah. you got a grill. <laughs> like, I want, I want it to go off hard right yeah. here with Set me. Set it off forever. You got, you got my, my good side. Etched in. I remember you got to think if you like come from a, a place where like your dad is a struggling farmer and you like don't have anything and then one of your homies like figures something out where like you guys move something from here to there and next thing you know you're all making money and you know changing the people's lives around you and yep. that guy gets taken out for whatever reason you know like you want to pay homage to that dude yeah. that kind of brought you up. Absolutely. Anyways, Chilano Sanchez is like a a fucking real outlaw. It was like a, he was like an outlaw that wanted to be a musician, you know. But he got his start from working for the, you know, the drug lords. And then is that why he went to prison? 
work. Doing we that. went to prison for like uh, revenging the honor of his family. You know, shooting, killing somebody who like spoke badly about somebody in his family. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And that's when he got introduced to, you know, the people that are in prison. And then figured out, oh, fuck, I can. Corridos are kind of like they were originally songs of, written about like the, like when Prohibition was around. People smuggling tequila, you know, they're uh, just songs glorifying, um, you know, the modern day blue collar heroes in Mexico. Sounds like cool. some uh, Mexican bluegrass type of deal. Dude, it's, I mean, it's close, except it's got a squeeze box and they're, they're way more. But I mean, the idea, you know, moonshiners and shit, yeah, you know, I mean, kind of outlaw country music deal, you know. Dude, to this day, his fucking Spotify gets over 2 million views a week. No shit. Yeah, he's been dead since 94. You know, uh, this reminds me of a very influential film, uh, Coco. That's a Disney film. Anybody ever heard of that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on now. No. I mean, the Mexican toca la guitarra. But he wasn't a drug dealer. You never seen that? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why I haven't heard yeah. about it. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, a drug dealer. But yeah, you know the. Um, it's a kids' movie. Country, yeah. country uh, music, outlaw stuff like that. The unfortunate thing is that that's uh, what you're explaining is a regime change, and it often ends in bloodshed. Yeah, yeah well, they and know. they never figured out who killed him, right? Or why he died? You know, supposedly there was like. Fucking American CIA agents. Wouldn't be surprised. Close by, you know, like anybody that's got. So what happened was, is he got out in the shootout, like a, a show in, uh, oh, in fucking, in somewhere in California. But anyways, once he gets to the shootout on fucking stage, like people in the crowd are getting shot, you know. But like, he's been singing about this shit. Now it happens in front Nightmare. of everybody. Oh, now he's like. All the rage. Everybody's fucking super stoked. So he got, he actually pulled a gun and was shooting he back. Was, he was on stage with a gun at all times. Oh, okay. What? And that's somebody crazy. in the crowd was how like, that hey, play that one Ticket song master. that's probably yeah. like, that talks about how badass my boss is. And he's like, no, you know, like, your boss ain't paying the bills no more. You know, like, whatever's keeping them from playing that song. And that's then, fucking wild the guy's West like, well, fucking, shit. I'll shoot you if you're not going to sing that song about my boss. I don't know that that's exactly what's happened, but yeah. you know, that's kind of the way I envision it. Is like there was a song that kind of glorified whoever this cat worked for, and now he's at this show and he's like, "You need to sing that song." And he's like, "I'm not doing what you tell me to do." Right. And the guy's like, "Fuck, you know, if you're not gonna sing that song, then you're worth shooting." I mean, yeah. that makes American and he gets, rap he gets in the nineties. His fit, like- his squeeze box player gets shot. God. Killed him too? No, that, neither one of them died. Oh, no, they're oh, shooting see. back. They killed somebody in the crowd. God, I think oh. that guy got killed. They're shooting subdued by the fans. Yeah, these are fan. You're trying to shoot this guy. Your fan, your number one fan, gets hit by you. Fuck, bummer. Sorry. No kidding. I mean, wow. it sounds like a nightmare of a concert. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but of a it concert. like it made him that much more, uh, you know, popular. Yeah. And oh, people were just aware of him. So then. You know, the next show, it's crazy the way they talk about this this mysterious note. There's a video. He's on stage, last concert he ever played, and somebody hands him a note. And he, like, he reads it, and he just has this look of, like, fuck. 
puts a note in his pocket and fucking plays his last show. And, and then somebody kills him that night. That he gets found in a ditch. Oh, so they killed him after he finished his show. Yeah. Wow. Huh. That's, so that's Mexico. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And we, you, you know, we were talking about rap, you know, uh, music and what that did. Yeah. You know, uh, for American culture, you know, culture, the youth, whatever. Uh, essentially, you got a situation where you're set up that you, your giant accolade is, you know, pimp, pander, drug deal, murder, to triumph only only to go to prison is what the ultimate deal is to get to street cred. And then this Mexican bluegrass that you're talking about here makes that look like child's play narcos corridos that's taking it to a whole nother level well, i just thought it was brilliant that like that these you know that these drug lords for lack of a better term were like see the value in having a musician write a song and glorify yeah. it so they so this is still going on this this genre is like but now it's more like people singing about these drug lords and about how violent they are and how they will fucking kill you if you do this and like it's more like grotesque and you know I gotta hear violent it. whereas before when he was doing it it was like talking about how honorable these people were and what they were doing for the the community and like how they were a ladies man and you know cause so he was doing it the country and western style and now they've turned it into hip hop <coughs> Communication. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's, that's pretty crazy. Are you hip to that? All this? I, mean, I honestly did not know all that. Okay. I just grew up listening to him, but I wasn't that informed. No kid. Yes, huh. yes. That's interesting. That is that's wild. It is. Yeah. I mean, I gotta. I I want to listen to it. I I would have to get the translation. Obviously, I. Maybe you could translate for us, Liz. No, I, got you. Know, I got you. Live you got it? I got you. Good oh, you deal. Got you. <laughs> but, that, I mean, there was a time that, that, that you know, of course. So now, now, for the record, all that information I just tried to spew out came from a podcast I heard on NPR. Okay, <laughs> great. It's in Spanish and in English. Cool. And it's great. It's like an eight-part series. Cool. And it's done really well. Awesome. Yeah, I like Hey, that. speaking of that... I recently put out a podcast about the first motorcycle. You know, I've been wanting to do like a history-based podcast that just like is more informative and like, you know, where people can go to learn about the history of the culture, the bikes, the companies, the builders, the stunts, uh, just the progression of two wheels, you know, throughout history. Yeah. And I've been a little preoccupied, so the research that I've been putting into doing this show kind of like got a little distracted. So I reached out to my friend, Sean Jackson, and uh, he's got a company called Competition Distributing, where they pretty much think they, I mean, they manufacture parts for bikes that are like 1903 to the 1920s, like early stuff. And he has a real appreciation for the history behind all these machines. So I reached out to him with the idea. I was like, hey, would you like to help me do this? Anyway, so what we did the first episode was he told me about the first motorcycle which I just completely disagreed with. Now, the books credit, uh, what's it, Daimler, Daimler, with building the first motorcycle in 18, fuck, 
1886, I think. 1886, yeah. Because it was the first combustible engine on two wheels. Okay. But it wasn't even on two wheels. It had four wheels. And this guy built the combustible engine hoping to, like, power a carriage or, a, you know, just to power some vehicle. Mm-hmm. For Since it didn't have that much horsepower, he put it, you know, on this cha- a bicycle chassis that they put wheels out to the side. Now, in, like, 1872, some dude put a steam engine in a bicycle. But that's not considered the first motorcycle. Because it wasn't 1885. A combustible engine. 1885. What's your thought on that? What would be the first? Would a, a steam powered motor or steam powered bicycle be considered something else? Fuck well, yeah, it's a motor. I, I would consider it a motorcycle because even though it's steam powered, it's a motor. Yeah. Boom. I mean, that's what I. Now there's steam a engine. museum up in uh, Alabama. Uh, Burn Burn Barnett Barbers Barbers. Yep. And uh, have you been it? I have not. Okay, so I've been there. They've got a steam engine motorcycle. In they it. have a steam engine? Yeah. There. I don't remember the year. But <clears throat> I would consider myself, if it's a if it's powered, I don't care if it's powered what it's powered by. But if it's powered if it's powered by cow manure, it doesn't matter. If it's powered by a motor, I would call it a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean that would mean that uh, <clears throat> the live wire is not a motorcycle. It's got a motor. It's got a motor. Oh, that's what I'm Electric saying. Like, if we motor. went by the book oh, yeah. as to what they credit oh, with yeah, the yeah, first yeah. motorcycle, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. then the live wires. But, but let's just get simple. Motorcycle. Yeah. It's got a motor, and it's got two wheels. wheels. This fucking thing they're calling the first motorcycle, not only did it you, have two wheels, and it was done after the steam-powered one, it had two fucking extra wheels. Yeah. Four wheels. So that would be Training a... Training wheels, uh, or... That would be a motor carrier, or it would be a motor carriage. A crazy full, a crazy full moon eagle. <laughs> what? That's what you would call it—a crazy full moon eagle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Corey's like, I'm out of here, dude. Yeah, that's. I'm over here starving, and we're talking about a crazy full moon eagle now. What about? The year in review. Chilino Sanchez. Chilino Sanchez. Chilino Sanchez. We started talking about Mexican food. That's all I can think about now is tacos, right? Oh, I'm fucking starving. We got some fucking puppy chow. Yeah, get that puppy chow. Get him with some puppy chow. Have you tried it? Yeah. No, we've done a good job at year in reviewing this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Can we leave anything out? Anybody got to add something? Liz? Oh, Liz, what do you look forward to most in 2023? In 2023, more traveling. Whoa. Because I felt like I didn't do many trips this year, although I did. So, I don't know. I really like to this travel. This is why. Yeah. This is a girlfriend that's <laughs> taken more trips than anybody I've ever met. Uh, and three vacations. Uh, what? Yeah, this is coming from a... But this is, you know, that's, the, that's telling of the times. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coming from someone that has taken more so trips long. from anybody that I've ever, ever met. But that God bless it. Uh, that's funny. Hey. If the, if the people on the uh, in the in the um, this uh, in your headphones, yeah, my headphones in my head. <laughs> no, the, if the people that are listening to this could have seen all three of our faces when she says, you know, I think I want to travel. More. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> taken a whole a whole lot of trips. Yeah, we're like, be like, yeah, you know, get up on two or something. No, no, we're traveling more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was definitely a goal. That's a goal after I get my truck. Um, but I don't know. That's the thing that comes to mind first because I really like to, to get out of state and just see different states and how people do, live different lifestyles. 
So, you know, my goal in 2023 would be tell me, take a trip. <laughs> Let's do That's it. That's a take a trip. She wants to take more. I want to take <laughs> a trip. <laughs> oh, what's shit. your goal, Corey, in 2023? Uh, travel more. Travel more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Since oh we're, we're on vacation mode right now. <laughs> we're, going, we're all going. Yeah. No, no. I don't well, know, man. Honestly. Uh, well. Shit. One day at a time. That's my, how I look at it. There you go. The Iron Head. Nah, that'll, that's January, February. That'll be done. January, not yeah. February. Yeah, it's, it's all there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it is. That. <clears throat> I, you that cat's been skinned. I just mm-hmm. thought of another goal. You get that sports to running, and you get that uh, cream puff of yours going, and then we'll all get on them and go somewhere. Amen. Rigid Talking about front. the Evo? Yeah, his Evo cream puff he's got. Been leaning up against the wall ever since he's been oh. here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, leaning up against a couple of walls. That because how long did my pan head sit? What, two, three years? Yeah. Yeah. Two, three years. I mean, this looked like it was like hours away from running for at least a year. It was. Yeah. Two years. Two years. Two years, yeah. And then like, we got it going, so. Jake's up yeah. next. Balls Let's go. Jake's court up now. next. God bless yeah. you. Got the iron head up. We got the pan head up. Now it's time to get the, time to get the, the, the block head. Going. Cream puff. Yeah, the cream puff <laughs> block head. Yeah, cream puff. <laughs> Coming in hot. That's it. That's the next one. Okay, so that's two, that's part of our 2023 yeah. Get it going. We're going to get it going this year. Hell yeah. If y'all could see his face right now, Jake's like, shit. No, I'm good, man. I mean, I, I, the both the girls are looking pretty, you know? <laughs> the, the, the T-sports, you know? So I don't have that excuse. Right. So here we go. You got rid of that iron head. <laughs> Done with that. Best motorcycle ever made. It was. And, and Liz sent me a picture the other day, yesterday. Was he there yesterday? Yesterday before yesterday. I don't know. That's two. Not, I don't that know was either. a fucking day ago or something. Just rando uh, of me and Natalia at Fandango uh, with, you know, on the Whiskey Tango there. And I was like, oh, damn. I missed that bike. Have you already. seen it? Have you talked to the guy since you got rid of it? Yeah. He said, uh, he said, man. Will you, you buy know, this back from me? <laughs> 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 no, he said. He said, hey, um, he pulled a clutch in. I hear this click, click. I said, uh, yeah, that thing, that thing is, 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 it's notorious for doing that. And uh, you'll have to adjust it. You have to live with it, not adjust it. I mean, you could try (laughs) to take it out. That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, gonna do that, God, and you yeah. gotta go in there and open it You're up. Like, did it not it. do that when you first got it? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Now you're now you're back to normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But he he's cool. Uh, I thought I was gonna see him at Born Free, but he he didn't make it or whatever. He said he was gonna reach out to me if he could make it down there. He's in the military, so. The truth is, he ain't going to be fucking riding very much. I'll tell you that right now. I've been there, done that. This motherfucker ain't riding shit. All right, fellas. So, well, thank anyway. you. Hey. Hey, thank you. God man. bless everybody. Yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get your 2023 goal. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
to make it back from South America alive. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Great goal. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is probably the last podcast of the year. I know you're like, wait a second. I thought there was another Nepal podcast. Well, there is. I, I did record one with Brian Helm and our Danger Dance Talk Shop motorcycle Sherpa winner who won the trip. <clears throat> Got to go on the dime of motorcycle Sherpa, Casey Hyatt. And, uh, but I'm saving that. That's how we're going to kick the year off is one more Nepalese podcast from Kathmandu. So buckle up. Uh, I'll put that out next week, and then I'll start recording podcasts from South Park. Park podcasts from South America. Anyways, Merry fucking Christmas. Happy New Year's, and I will see you in the future. <laughs>